3: Download our app today
2: and enjoy straight-up Screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game
0: multi at Palmerbet. Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.
2: The
4: Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy sale is on. Hurry in for half price off
1: Blackmore's Vitamins. This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning! Morena! You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. And wow, we are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis. It is just after 6 a.m. on this, the 10th of September. And wow, Trudy, you're not wrong. The wind has absolutely picked up here. I feel like I'm going to get blown away. So if I cut out, I apologize. I apologize. The wind has just got real big. But anyway. We've got a good little morning ahead of us, actually, Louis. It's, uh, we got, we're got we going to start. I'm only here till 7, so I'll just read up what we got till about 7 o'clock, and then I've got to wander off and get my ankle fixed, because we all know what happened there. Oh, I ruined the ankle, so I'm going in to get surgery at about 7 a.m. this morning. But before then, we're going to talk AB selections. Any tinkers I think I could see happening, what would I do? Make If I was a coach, the little changes that I would make. I would love to hear from you at home. Wherever you are, I'd love to hear from you. Any changes you would make or players you would love to see and why? So, text 8833 for your selections this weekend when the All Blacks take on Argentina on Sunday. Love to hear your thoughts. And then I'm going to finish this week with a doozy, an absolute doozy, quizzy dag. A fifty dollar TAB voucher, and if you if you need if there's any time to fill up that TAB account, it is this weekend because we've got some meetings on, Louis. We've got some great races happening this weekend in New Zealand and abroad as well. So looking forward to that. And then, Louis, I'm off. I'm off for surgery at about seven. I said before, I'm off. I'm out of here. So, Louis, you'll be holding down the fort, and I'm sure Trudy will be helping you. Throughout the show, Joe in the back. Wow, well, we don't know what's coming out of his mouth anyway, but we're good to get him involved. And Kieran, wow, well, he just sits here and thinkers away. So what have you got for the rest of the show, Louie? Good morning, my friend.
2: Hey, Daggy, how are you, bro? Good luck with your uh your little <laughs> ankle off. It'll be good to get you up and running again. Um are you nervous? Are you worried? Are you-
1: uh, ah, no, I'm not nervous, smart. This is probably my fifth surgery. You know, like so being, in the, being in the walls, than the wars of fear. fear I'm just de- ah, oh, look, I need to just get it, get it done, eh? Yeah, just need to get it done. Yeah. And, and I won't be up and running for a very long time, Louis. I've, I think I have got two two months in a in a in the cast post surgery, non weight bearing. So my good friend. Uh, Joe uh, Brody Kane, she's a good friend of mine. Her mum, Joe Kane, has got a mobility scooter, and they're going to drop it off on the weekend. So there you go. I'm getting a mobility <laughs> scooter for the house. And uh, so, how good would a bow and a mobility scooter be oh. on the? You know, wandering around with my little bow. Yeah. <laughs> hey Daisy, Daisy, chances, can you just move that little shoe on the ground there, darling? Thank you.
2: You you have to well look maybe you should keep the mobility scooter trade that in for the uh, pit bike so you never come off it again a bit safer heading up oh. to get your mail at the the mail uh, the mailbox is he, when you go it's going to be quite funny because I've got I've got a big special guest I've got a big fish on the show like a huge fish
1: yeah who is it
2: I got a, I got a like a a, a literal A lister he's an IPL coach it's, it's Brendan McCullum. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: How mate? How did? What's boy, How did wrangle there? Ah, oh, how put, did Hutchy wrangle there? I had no money left.
2: <laughs> no, that's right. Called in a favour, um, and yeah. So the big the Calcutta Night Riders coach. Um, do you think it'd be quite funny? You know Bear well, is he? Do you think he'll get to at me if I introduce him as the Calcutta Night Riders coach joining us from the uh, Abu Dhabi? <laughs>
1: Do it, do it, mate. He's sleeping that right at this moment. See, hey, let's see, do it. <laughs> Get <laughs> welcome, into him, mate.
2: W- welcome in. Oi, oi. Legend. Sit there in your
1: seat and go, I'm the boss now. I'm the captain of this ship. <laughs> captain Phillips, mate, I watched it the other day. I'm the captain now. <laughs>
2: oh, that, that guy, that guy is one of the most terrifying uh, TV uh, movie characters. The, the, the guy, who, yeah. the eyes as he stares at you, that's freaky.
1: Oh, Yeah. 100%. That was good. Good watch, though. Great watch. So, um, yeah, mate, what do you got for the rest of the show? You got Bears coming on. What Bra- else you got?
2: Brad Taylor, who is the racing manager for Sam and Anthony Friedman over in Melbourne, because uh, it's a huge yeah, day nice. racing at Flemington tomorrow, mate. It is a massive day. It's kind of like spring is really here. It's Makibi Diva Stakes Day. And they have got a horse called Artorias who is one of the most promising cults in the country. It could really be a bit of anything and he ran a he ran a really strong second came flashing home a couple of weeks ago you might remember so he's lining up again tomorrow in the Exford Plate and I want to know what their plans are for Artorias. they've got a couple of other nice chances throughout the day and also Brad is a he's a kiwi over there his wife Jane Eivall is on the racing.com coverage and I just want to catch up he's a good kiwi doing good things so it'll be fun to catch up and see how he's enjoyed the uh the Melbourne racing season so far and what he's got coming up
1: nice mate Nice, and then um, I uh, had a re we catch up with Sammy Whitelock yesterday, um, which was great actually. He was awesome, mate. Had some great chats with him, just talking all things rugby. He's just had a new little little daughter called Penny, so he's pretty full noise at home. Uh, obviously, he's heading over to rejoin up with the All Blacks. Had a good chat to him about his conversations with Artie, and man, it was awesome. Great little insight. He actually gave me. He actually bought a bit of banter, mate. He bought a bit of banter. Why are you surprised? He told his story. He told a story, and, and what? guess what? Guess what, Trudy? Guess what? He told a story, and who comes up in the story? Israel and Corey Jane. So We must be doing something. We always come up in someone's stories. <laughs> but anyway, he tells a story. You have to have a listen. If you miss it, make sure you go over to the podcast to have a listen as well, because it's a great little chat and a fascinating little insight to um, Sam Whitelock. What's he about? You, you obviously see the captain. This is another side to him I feel like I know, and, and people probably out there probably don't understand. He's actually quite... Funny, he's fun. He's got so much good banter in him. So it's a great, great little conversation. That'll come up just after eight for our McCafe coffee catch up, Louis.
2: Yeah. Can't wait for that. I um I had a little sneak peek at it, and he is. He was in a relaxed mood for a bloke who's gonna go and do two weeks. Hey, actually this is funny. You said this yesterday. You preempted this. You said if anybody could do it could turn up and just go into a test week. It would be the cyborg Sam Whitelock because he's just the machine. <laughs> and he that's what he's kind of going to try and do. He's going to be in two weeks isola- hard isolation and then go- mm. wake up, <laughs> come into a test environment and try play which could be a deciding rugby tam- championship test against the Springboks. And, I, I mean, you you didn't put it past him yesterday. Did he say anything about that and how much of a challenge it was going to be?
1: Yeah. Uh... He did, he spoke about that uh, in depth and he said he's got a great plan in place. Uh, Gil, uh, Nick Gill, who's the All Blacks trainer at the moment, unbelievable, he's one of the greatest trainers I've ever been trained by. He's um, got some great ideas. I think the hardest one will be contact, but Sam Whitlock said he's just going to run into the wall and just run into the bed or just start tackling things in the room. Look, you got understand. Like understand, this is Sam Whitlock, this is the mindset. So last week, last year, they come out of Rugby Championship. They finish a whole year of rugby, super rugby, everything. They go into lock. Uh, they go into MIQ in, in Auckland. The team go into MIQ. Sam Whitelock and Nick Gill, the trainer, they get a watt bike in their room each. They get a watt bike in their room. So what they do they do? They've got two weeks. They've got two weeks. Most of the guys are chilling out, eating chocolate, and just relaxing. You know, they've had a big <laughs> season. Sam Whitelock and Nick Gill think it's a great idea. They're going to bike the length of New Zealand on these watt bikes. So that's two, I think it's, yeah. 2000, oh, I don't know how, how long it was. But anyway, throughout these two weeks, I think it was 100k a day they had to bike, which is uh, probably a lot of cyclists out there listening to this. That's not, that's not hard, that's easy. But when you're locked in a room and you're not, your, your surroundings are not changing, it could be absolutely boring. So that's what he did, mate. Last year he biked the length of New Zealand just what? for a bit of fun, him and Nick girl. So I think fitness-wise when he comes out of it, he won't have any problems. He'll be fine. Um, it's just the conditioning and, mate, he's played 130 tests, he knows what the Springboks will bring Um, and and they'll need him over there for sure.
2: Oh, I completely agree and his leadership values and and what could be a Hey, I'm just watching the White Ferns uh, 2020 against uh, England and the lights, I've just had a power cut at the stadium. <laughs> so the lights have just all gone right. out. So they're 66 they for one. Are Christchurch? <laughs> 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 they're 66 for one, uh, 10 and a bit overs, 10 and a half overs through. So they're going all right. Sophie Devine is in uh, is, as well as Amy Satterthwaite. But they've just had a power cut there. So we'll follow that throughout the morning. Um, as well, we've got some tennis going on, Izzy. We've got NFL later today. I'm in my Green Bay Packers Christmas and jersey, so um, mm. it's a it's an exciting weekend. And and then you think about the AFL finals, the NRL finals, the All Blacks on Sunday. How are you gonna kind of go about your weekend? Because uh, you'll be knocked out. Are you just gonna <laughs> be on the couch? Like Harry, do you know what you're gonna be doing?
1: Ah uh, look I'll, I think I'll have to stay in the hospital tonight uh for a night so I'll take the laptop and I might watch the NFL today Green uh Tampa Bay playing Dallas Cowboys I'll probably watch that in the air. look I'll take the laptop I might download the TAB app unsure we'll, we'll see well, how that goes um look mate it's a great weekend for sport punting wise good good things on the on the TAB uh then you got sport like you said, NFL um league nrl Malvin storm versus manly seagulls that's going to be an absolute cracker looking forward to watching that and then sunday mate rugby we got back back-to-back test matches love to, i haven't looked i'll be honest like i watched a little bit of the lion series with south africa haven't watched huge amounts i'm really looking forward to this. this is a bit more of a better time zone for us to actually watch their matches over here so looking forward to, to watching them a- against australia i'm really interested to see the selections from Australia, whether they stick with Louisville at 10 or they might bring a Quade Cooper in. I'm thinking the latter. I'm thinking the latter. They need to change it up and bring in a Quade Cooper. But, hey, it uh, be interesting to see what they do selections-wise for for that match.
2: And tell you what, the All Blacks selections could be interesting. So uh, we'll find out more about Xavier and Cody Taylor after they took Knox. I think they both cleared their HIA and they were okay this week, but... I mean, it's a long it's a long 12 weeks they've got here, so they won't want to rush anyone back. So we'll talk about that shortly, Izzy. But yesterday, some news threw about some changing of the rules for, particip- well, to, I guess to increase participation and to kind of safeguard junior rugby. Did you see these yeah. uh, this this stuff from uh, Steve Lancaster and New Zealand Rugby? And it kind of came at an apt time with the Geordie Barrett scenario because one of the rules was no jumping for the high ball.
1: Mm. look look i'll be honest when i first read it i was like what the hell is this what's the world coming to you know blah 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 i was absolutely blown away and then i thought about it mate and i remember a month and a half ago i was watching this uh program on tv 2 or tv one and it was about concussions and 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 the things that's going on and in, in the latter years with our players that have played the game struggling about it and i know there's a lot of concussions at the moment within club rugby and there's probably not of a, a lot of uh, professional advice these younger players are getting as well. They don't understand it. So look, the more I thought about it and the more I just put myself in, in a parent's chair and, and I sat down and I was thinking about it, I actually totally uh, agree with what Steve Lancaster and them are doing and what they're changing they're trying to um, look after uh, our, our children's our future you know looking after the brain looking after the head because I'll be honest I've been concussed many a times and I played in an era where concussions weren't a major talking Mm. point you know like it was just get up you got knocked out so next week you'll be right just get back into it and I played through many a many a concussions probably explains a lot here so (laughs) look um, (laughs) look I I totally I'm totally for it and you got to understand and then even I look at the high ball I look at the high ball and I think okay, like, that's a bit dramatic. That's a bit extreme taking that out of the game. But then I think about it more like it, it actually is a bit of art. There is a bit of a skill to it, you know, and, and it's like he's, he, he he quoted yesterday, like we can't compare ourselves to the professional players that play. There's 400 players that will make it. We've got 160,000 uh, rugby players in this country and 300 of them are going to make it to the next level. You can't compare yourselves to them because they do that every day. They live and breathe. They they attack breakdowns. They n- they've got all the technique, yep. all the um, structures about how things work. So look, uh, I think it's for the good if I'm going to be completely you honest. Know, someone out there might be totally different. So give us a text on double eight double three. What are your thoughts on the new uh, rules? Um, I think we need to look after the game. We need to look after our health because um, at the end of the day, we've got a life to live. And I know a lot of players out there at the moment are struggling for, from concussions and their bodies. Mate, I can't even get down on my knees and play with my kids, you know. At the moment, I've got a sore back, I've got bung knees, I've got a broken foot now. But, like, that's what we do to our bodies. And I'm don't get me wrong, this game has given me everything I could ever dream of. But there is more to life than just a game of sport. So the more we can start protecting players and looking after our next generation the better so look I'm I'm all for it mate
2: well wow. powerful stuff is he? so um tackles below the sternum will also be introduced to the under 8 grade and scrums and line outs will be def, uh, deferred until the under 9 so I mean mm. when you put it like that under eight grade, yeah, why do they need to be tackling above the sternum? I mean there's no they're really at that age grade. there is no need. I mean, if you actually think about it, why don't we just when i was when I was playing rugby growing up, it was you were trying to learn good technique cheek to cheek. that can still happen yeah, um so there's so many ways around this uh, and and
1: and louis that's that's a thing like it's so hard to to tinker with the tackle laws and the tackle how we're going to tackle because the reality is you're going to get your head down there. You've got to put your shoulder into a position where you've got to tackle. So, look, there's probably, yeah, it's, it's, look, if I'm honest, it's probably a tough, it's a tough um, probably technique and, and, and skill to, to try and change because you've got to tackle something. You've got to get them on the ground. So, look, and yeah. the game happens so quick. Like, the game is happening at, at a million miles an hour. You can't say, look, I'm going to make this perfect tackle. You go there, I'll go here, so just run at me. Can't be perfect. Yeah, so, I agree. Look, it is a bit of the unknown. There is a bit of the unknown of how we're going to do it. But look, they're making changes. They've made a start. Let's, let's build on this and let's give it a go. I reckon.
2: Bang on, I think you've hit the nail on the head it'll never be perfect so how do we mitigate and safeguard and continue to evolve to make sure that people can play the game for as long as possible and I think that's the key so I applaud them, I'm in your camp, I think this this is overdue and I'm interested to see how it's received. Double A, double three what do you think about these new uh, proposals, well they're not even proposed, these new laws that are be coming into junior rugby we want to hear from you at 19 minutes past six, Bears and Izzy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day <laughs> Three minutes past six for uh, sickness and for health for <laughs> dinner and for worse, turn it. i busy.
1: I can't believe I'm. I'm wait, I've made it. I've made the promo for the drive show. We've made it, team. We've made it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yes. fair play. How yeah, good. That's yeah, right. You've, you've managed oh. to get into another show's promo. That's huge. Uh, how is the puppy? What's the What's the story with the puppy?
1: Yeah, little Nala, little Nala. She's a golden retriever, mate. She is beautiful. She is so good. Um, look, she was a little bit apprehensive at the start. And when I thought about it, it's not, you know, it's, I'm not surprised. We just took her away from her little family. Um, but she is beautiful. She is beautiful. She's part of our family now, and um, kids love her. She's so cool. Uh, she she's actually really timid, and she's not a, a, as crazy as I thought a puppy would be. Um, she just really relaxed. She's found her spot on the couch, which is probably not a good idea, not a good thing. She's a couch puppy at the moment; she'd be a couch dog. But um, the, the puppy's good. Little Nala, golden retriever. We love her. We love her a bit. Mm. Does
2: Does she have a little like uh, crate or nest or something you sleep her in, or is she toilet trained already? Or?
1: Yeah. Uh, she is, mate. Like she, it's crazy. She's only two months, and she's quite yeah, she's quite well trained. Like she'll hold on, and then we'll take her outside for a walk i know every hour or so and she'll go do a little business on the on the grass and outside and then when she lives in a little uh, we got in the house we've got this like little it's like a baby barrier this little barrier you put around it and yeah. she's got a little little crate that she sleeps in and then she's we've got all these like toilet mats are around on the floor and so she'll just wander around and do a little twinkle on the mat and and then wander back inside so she is well trained oh, mate. Girls, eh? Girls just must be a, a <laughs> lot more respectful than, than boys. Well, boys will just go anywhere. That was probably the part of the reason we got got a girl, apparently, because boys, they just go and rip up everything and destroy the whole yard. So, yeah, we've got a little girl, and she's been... Well trained so far.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple of things here. Sounds like she's she's better trained than Corey Jane, which is a, a great start. So there's no Powerade bottles being used. Um, second thing, you better you better get her spaded, mate, because you don't want. Look, I tell you what, you don't want on one leg is you don't want seven little golden retriever puppies turning up at your front doorstep.
1: Mate, if they're they're purebreds, mate, those things go for four (laughs) grand each. Let's go. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. Look, nah, there's a few puppies running around this neighborhood, mate. I'll be keeping. Nah, no way. I'm a dog farmer. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Nah, she's beautiful. Thanks, Louie. I really, really enjoy her.
2: Okay. all right. So uh, All Blacks team will be named today. Artie Savia and Cody Taylor have passed all their uh, concussion protocols. But in recent Hmm. memory with the All Blacks, they do like to give, especially in the intensity of Test Rugby, they like to give uh, their players a bit more time if they can allow it. Are there any selection spots that you'd be looking at here, Izzy, whether it's Taylor or Savia or elsewhere on the field that could be tinkered with?
1: Um. I, look, I'd start up the front. I'd start up the front. I'd love to know. I'd love to know where Alfa Tuanga Fasi and Joe Moody are at. I'd love to know where they're at because we'll need them for South Africa. We need those experienced players for South Africa. This is a perfect chance. They're not going to give me club footy because I can't over and, over there. So this is a chance to be able to ease them into these games. So wondering how they're tracking. If they were tracking well, I'd chuck them on the bench and give them a position. Um. To to get some game time. I was going to do that. And then one big one for me. If you, you at home, if you've got any selections you'd like to tinker with or someone you'd like to see on the field, I want to know why as well. Give us a text in double eight double three. Any changes to the All Blacks twi- side to take on Argentina this Sunday? Loose forwards for me. I'd, I, in the loose forwards, I'd move Savia to the right, to number seven. I'll put him on the open side. i would chuck him at the open side. Why? I think he is our best uh, best. A Jackler on the breakdown, his ability to turn the ball over at the breakdown is second to none and he is our captain, he's our inspiration need to find him a spot, I'd chuck Akiriwani at 8, I'd put him at the back, that why, just rewarding uh, performances, he was outstanding on the weekend, um, so you need to, and his, his, him off the back of that um, scrum would be lightning, he'd be so amazing off the back of the scrum, you can still play that expensive game that, that he loves to play at 8, and then I'd put ethan blackadder at six i chuck ethan blackadder at six i thought he was outstanding on the weekend why would i chuck him at six if you watch ethan he is he is not a, a flashy flashy player he can still play he can still ball out don't worry about that but for me mate you watch him he he puts his body into positions and places where wow i'm not surprised New Zealand rugby are uh, bringing in these new laws mate. he just throws his body at everything He he tackles his heart out. He is the hardest worker I've ever seen. Like, if if you watch him closely this weekend, if he gets an opportunity, you watch him make a tackle, he'll bounce to his feet before you've even blinked. You know, he'll get his bum off the ground and he'll get back up into the line and he'll come out, put up another shot, back-to-back tackles. Uh, Ethan Blackett, outstanding. So for me, I think that's what I'd do with the loose four trio. I'd change it up to that. And then if there was a... Even the back line speaks for itself. We won't change that. I think they, they'll get another opportunity. They're outstanding. And then maybe Sevu or George Bridge on the bench with Damien. Uh, that, that'll that be the only one for me. Louis?
2: Bang! Bang! Ethan Blackadder, I mm. just, I mean, I think he's, uh, I'm biased because I just love, I love the Crusaders, obviously, but I love Ethan Blackadder's work <laughs> ethic, and I just, he just seems to be like, you know, it's funny, for a lot, through the Super Rugby season, I was saying, I wish Kira Ioane could have a bit of Ethan Blackadder's work, workload, but I think if they were in the mm. same pack, it's like, so complimentary, it's like a great wine with a, a lovely cheese that fits it, right? Flair and work. That's it,
1: mate. You, that's it. You, you, the only reason, and you'll hear this in, in Sam's conversation, only reason Akita was allowed to do what he was allowed to do, was because the boys up in the middle were putting in the good mahi. They were making tackles. They were putting in shots. They were turning over ball. They were doing their posi- op- They were doing what's needed of them. So when the ball got wide to Akita, they have already set him up to be able to play his expensive game. So mate, you need the hard yards in the middle, and Ethan Blackadder will bring that
2: bang on Izzy. Alright, we might talk a bit more about that after this. Any questions about selections you want to get is before he shoots off at 7am Double eight, double three. Right now it's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you Trudy. We'll hear a bit more from Trudy Nelson at 5 minutes to the hour. In Trudy's world it is Baz and Izzy for breakfast 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Izzy has just explained what he would be doing with the loose fords giving Ethan Blackadder a start and shuffling to Akira a- a- Yuani to number 88833. Double double what do you think? And do you have any questions for us? It's time for a quick NZ update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing is loveracing.nz And they're racing down in um, Dunedin was in the news there. They're racing down at Wingatui, not Forbury Park today in the thoroughbreds. So if anybody's got any oil for Wingatui, I can't say I do the form down there on uh, every Friday. So if anyone's got a bit like Izzy thought he had yesterday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to bring that up, mate.
2: Ah, let's look at oh, Mate, after my cornflower <laughs> um, got the blues. <laughs> performance the day before Cornflower
1: and snatcher mates mate that's what they have. they're have. they best mates in the paddock they've been eating too much anyway
2: <laughs> snatched snatched a bunch of our cash anyway but louie
1: but louie i've got another tip later so give me about 30 <laughs> seconds at the end and i'll i'll throw one out mate it's a harness tip at addington today so it's goody
2: oh, i hope it's our uh, pacing for purpose tip i hope it's <laughs> yeah I, I hope it's classy brigade to get us paid <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: because yeah, 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 <laughs> um, All right, tomorrow we've got Tarapa running, and there's some nice racing at Tarapa, and of course New Plymouth as well, the road to the Jericho. So there's this race in Australia. Where is it? I think it's a, uh, it's called the Jericho Cup. I think it's at Warrnambool, and it is about 5,000 metres. So these horses, they literally just run and run and run. And they run a race at New Plymouth at this time of year. So tomorrow it'll be race number 5677. The NZB Air Freight Road to the Jericho. It's a 3,200 metre race. So it's actually run over the Melbourne Cup distance or actually 10 metres further than the Melbourne Cup distance. And I've got a funny feeling this might be the longest race they run in New Zealand uh, all season long because it gets the 10 metres further than the traditional Cup Um, distance, so, and this is flat racing as well, not over the jumps but some of the jumps races, the jumps horses come to these because they are the ones with the serious fitness, so Chief Sequoia, the Cossack is actually a $5, um, pretty much a favourite here, and you see some of these other great trainers that you know, usually known for training over the sticks, they turn up here in the flat race, and it's um, you know, it works for a bit of fitness, but you never really know. So that is race seven at New Plymouth tomorrow. It's always a good watch. Road to the Jericho, the Jericho Cup, a race over. I think it is about five kilometres in Australia, and that's uh towards the end of the season as well. So that's a fun one to watch. Izzy, where's... um. Bears, bears. last week was, he's coming up after seven, by the way, but he last week, do you remember how he tipped Skyman?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: This week. And it got scratched. It got scratched. This week, Skyman is racing in race nine at Flemington against a horse that mm. he actually part-owns, Defribulate.
1: Oh, okay. Is Skyman a good horse, What's Sk- the pain?
2: I think Skyman will win. Skyman's paying $3, and it's got a good draw. Damien Thornton up. It's in really good form. But Defibrillate is the horse that uh, Baz has a share in, and that's at $11.350, which is a bit more your spec, isn't it?
1: That is, that is. And I'll be honest, like, me and my dad back backed Defibrillator, and Dad said it felt like it had a Defibrillator on its bloody heart. It was that poor. But anyway, it's... Um, <laughs> Look, we'll give it another chance, hey Louis? Hey, we'll give Bears horse another chance. It might beat Skyman. Look, it's a great weekend, of punty. Can I get my little tip now? Yeah, please, little please. It's
0: not,
1: it's not racing our one. It's not racing our horse. Okay, so oh, it's it's adding, Addington tonight. It's Addington tonight. It's race nine. It's race nine in the harness, and it's horse number two called Cracker Smile, and its its driver is Blair Orange. Oh, so absolute. Legend the old Blair Orangey, and then it's paying two dollars thirty on the t- on the fixed odds. So two dollars thirty. It's a good horse. It's had two. It's at three. Uh, two races for two seconds, and it's it's coming out of this fresh. Apparently, it's gonna win. Blair. i'm not gonna give you my inside of goss, my inside of knowledge, but hey, it's gonna win. Cracker smile race two. Ah, horse two and race nine.
2: Cracker smile Blair halftime oranges. Kenny Baron. <laughs> Gee whiz, that's some that's some real do <laughs> you know what that is? That's some proper North Canterbury a Hoke Wheel. That's that's the, that's the <laughs> yes. mail from your part of the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mark Jones might have gave it that tip, but that's okay, we'll just take it, eh? Cheers, <laughs> Jonesy, we'll be back with Quizzy Hag after
2: this. I hundred one five oh eleven. You want a TAV voucher to have a punt to a crack a smile? Give us a call, take on the quizmaster. <laughs> Oh, 17 minutes away from 7. The Kennard's Hire Phone line 0800 150 It's running <laughs> hot today, is <Izzy.
1: laughs> he?
4: <laughs> it's Quizzy Dag.
1: A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The Quizmaster, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. disaster. Yeah Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes give us a call on 0800 <laughs> 811. Oh My gosh, we're on fire today team. You guys are bringing a lot of energy in the studio there. I love it I love the vibes coming out of there and you know what? I love the commitment the commitment from all our quizzy, dag callers. We've even got a caller that's trying to ring off two separate phones. He's he, he's that desperate for the fifty bucks, <laughs> mate. What a legend! Love your work. Keep calling, bud. Keep calling. The phone lines are running hot. But we got Callum. We got Callum. We got a list here. I've got Callum first up. Callum. Good morning. Morning. Morning, mate. Morning, mate. Bring some energy, bud. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> here, here we go, bro. Here we go. How many Olympic medals did Barbara Kendall win?
0: How many Five. Olympic medals? Yeah. Uh, what, golds
1: or all Four. medals? Three. Just all medals. How many all up? Three. Three. Yep. Sweet as. Well done, mate. How many test matches will the Black Caps play against England and England next winter? Five. Um Four. Three. Did you say five? Two.
5: <laughs> three. <laughs>
1: Nine. No, Eight. Three. Okay, okay, I'm counting you down. You got it right. I'm counting you down. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, All here right. we go. Okay. Question number three, bud. In the in the 1981 Springbok tour, which All Black got hit with a flower bomb in the Test match at Eden Park? Five. Brian four, Three. No, Brian sorry, McKethy. butter. No, no. Sorry, Callum. Thanks, bud. Thanks for calling, mate. Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Kev. Zaid. Good morning, Zaid. Yeah. Good morning, Izzy. Yeah. How are you, bud?
2: Yeah, all good. Yeah, first time. Great interview yesterday with Sophie. Nice
0: interview there.
1: Nice, bro. Oh, thanks very much, mate. Thanks for tuning in. Here we go. Uh, in 1981, what, 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 Springbok tour, which all black got Dave hit Lundbridge? with the flower bomb and the. Dave no.
5: Dave Lovebridge,
1: no. No, sorry, mate. Apologies. Next time, bud. Craig, good morning.
5: Got to be the only one I know Craig. was Gary Knight. Gary Knight. Yes.
1: Beautiful. Well done. Well done. Well done, Craig. Here we go. Which Kiwi jockey? Is the record holder for the most domestic race wins. Five,
6: four, three, two. Lanto
5: Sullivan.
1: Ooh. No. No. Sorry, Craig. Have a good weekend, mate. The phone lines are running hot. The people want it. Here we go. Richie. Good morning. Morning is he- Morning, morning. Okay, question number four, mate. Which Kiwi Jockey is a record holder for domestic race wins? Or Three. Two No nah, I'm gone. One. Oh Later. good luck next time, bro. Thanks, Richie. Good morning, Tim.
2: Hey mate, how are you?
1: Good mate. Two more questions for that fifty bucks, mate. Do you need it?
6: No, I'd love it,
1: but I'm not going to get the jockey question. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well. Which Kiwi jockey is the record holder for most domestic race wins? Um,
7: Lance
1: sorry. Three. No, no. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Alan. Good morning, Hi, Alan.
5: <laughs> hey, mate. Push,
1: question number Question number four, mate. Which Kiwi oh, jockey is the record uh, holder for the.
2: John, Chris Who'd Johnson.
1: Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, beautiful. that play. Beautiful. Well, play. Well done. Question, question number five, mate, to bring it home. What year did the All-Whites first go to the FIFA World Cup? Oh, crap. Eighty-two.
0: Oh!
1: Yeah! Nice, Alan! How'd you get uh, that?
2: it, I had a really bad night last night, so I needed some money to have a bet today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done, Alan. How'd you get eighty two though? We're gonna before you go.
6: Um, I just sort of was
5: vaguely out there. I remember I was pretty young when it happened.
1: <laughs> nice, yeah. Alan. Awesome. Always represent to your memories growing up. Uh, great work, awesome. mate. Really appreciate it. Have a great weekend, Alan, and gamble Excellent. responsibly.
2: Thanks,
6: Lizzie. Yeah, good luck with you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thanks, bud. Hope
2: you're back to your brilliant
7: there best
1: you thing. go. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate it, Al.
2: Just like that, is he? Yeah. Your last Just action like of the that week.
1: Last action of the week, and mate, the whole—I've never seen the box. The phone box was filled right up. It was glowing like people wanted that quiz, and I have to have to admit, I've got to do a shout out to the backroom man, Keza... Kieran, he's sitting in the background. He actually helps me with this quiz. Um, he's an absolute champion. I can't take all the glory myself. It, it's a two-man job, so Keza, love your work, brother.
2: Yeah, nice, Kiz. Hey, Izzy, you've um, mate, you got to get on the road. So, hey, thank you oh, for this week. Is it's it been, that time? It's been a hoot. You've <laughs> got to go and sort yourself out, or get some somebody who's way more qualified than you to sort yourself out. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, 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 you're not nervous. You're just going to go well. You're going to go and sort it out, and you'll be back Monday, right?
1: I'll be back Monday. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, Louis. It's been a great week with you, my mate. Keep, keep going well, and keep up the great work. You're doing awesome. And, Trudy, keep these boys in line, will you? <laughs> You keep these boys alive.
8: I will certainly try. And can I just say, break a leg, <laughs> doll. Enjoy surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll break the other one. Man, Daisy would be happy with that. No, thank you very much. Um, everyone, have a great weekend. There's so much sport involved. And I'll see you this time Monday morning. Thank you so much.
2: Lots no worries. All right, go well, Izzy. You'll be listening in the car on the way. <laughs> on uh, you'll be listening on the way to the hospital. So if you want to send Izzy in a well wishes on the a double eight double three, I'll read it out so him and Daisy can hear. So Daisy can hear how much we love Izzy <laughs> on bears and Izzy for breakfast. It is nine minutes away from seven. We'll be back to hear from Trudy and Trudy's world after this. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. It is four minutes away from seven o'clock. Give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven on the Kennards Hire phone line. Still heaps coming up in the show, including Brendan McCallum, the Kolkata Knight Riders coach and, of course, the host of the show, uh, Sam Whitelock, slamming Sam out of the All Blacks camp just before he heads off, and Brad Taylor out of Melbourne. He's working for Sam and Anthony Friedman as their racing manager, and it's a huge weekend of racing across the ditch. So there is plenty coming up, including a little bit of Trudy. It's as well.
7: It's as well. It's as well.
2: It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's
8: World. Thanks. That's such a beautiful intro. I've had a call from ABBA's lawyers um, using the music to that. Just
2: degrading it's,
8: it. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's very important to stay up to date on the news with so many depressing headlines out there. Just as important to find a time in your day for a laugh, and that's where you'll find it here, right here with Trudy's World. Yeah. Um, from today's Can You Believe It file, Candy Floss, you love it. It's pink, it's blue, it's AMP Show, it's Rainbow. your teeth yeah, Well, that's the link. Can you believe it? It was invented in the 1700s uh, and then in 1870. 1997, a game changer. The candy floss machine was invented by a dentist. Really? Yep. yep. That's today. That's what I found out today. See,
2: now that's smart. Do you know why that's smart? Creating issues so mm. you your business, yep. you can make more cash, it's
8: money to be made from misery. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and do you watch the 1pm update every day, boys? I'm going to ask you here, Joe, Kieran, out the back. Do you oh, watch that oh, one I'll o'clock be be propaganda? It gets a bit
2: frustrating.
8: Into our <laughs> lockdown lounge rooms. Well, I tune in every day just for the occasional pearler, you know, the good doctor, Dr. Ashley, with his cheeky wink and his little eyebrows. And Chris Hipkins, you get a bit of gold, you know, he said, we was supposed to say, get out there and spread your le-. What did he say? Stretch your Stretch legs. Stretch your legs, and then he said, spread your legs. Yeah. He had that printed on a cup the other day. Um, so I've just noticed. <laughs> is he, is, is he, he has left a cardboard cut out of himself, himself in his, in his studio. seat? That's hilarious. That's brilliant. <laughs> We're looking at the screen into Izzy's studio. Yeah. It is a cardboard cutout. Sorry, true that was very disconcerting for a funny. second. I was like, "Is I he still he there?" Anyway, so I tune in every day, Jacinda and her flow charts. Anyway, it was a stonker, absolute stonker yesterday. It made, made headlines all over the world, something else to take the mickey out of us. Jacinda, she's kept it cool pretty much through everything. And then yesterday, a reporter asked about uh, the allegation of a patient and a visitor having sexual relations at an Auckland hospital and whether that was considered high-risk activity in this current climate. Well, as the question was asked, the PM's face, man, it was just like changing through the expressions disturbed to exasperated to bemused. And it's been picked up. Like, the Guardians picked it up, BBC. We're all over the world talking Again. about sex in hospitals. And can't where's Izzy going today? Mm, anyway. well,
2: well, no, look, there's none of that, because Daisy's standards are far too high. Very high.
8: high. Equestrian. Look, I can't yep. speak
2: for Izzy. I, he will try what he can, but there is no way Daisy would ever lower herself to that.
8: Yeah. Um, and another question for you guys, a, a mega mansion in America. Uh, what's the, What do you think is the most expensive house in America? Like, pick a, pick a number.
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean... Hello?
8: What would you say? The Cristiano expensive?
2: Ronaldo makes about like half a billion a year, doesn't he? Oh, no. About so you're hitting half a billion? That's your
8: guess. 500
2: yeah, I'm, million?
0: I'm looking at like 800 million. 800
8: just. million? kids. what would you have the most expensive place in
1: America? Couldn't actually tell you, to be fair. Just a
8: bit. No, okay. Well, you're bang on, Louis. $500 million is the most expensive house in America, and it's just gone into default receivership with loans and debts.
2: Oh, there so we go. So people couldn't pay the bills. Well, maybe, maybe we put a business case together, a pitch together. Buy it. And ask Baz, with his IPL <laughs> money, to come back as Monopoly money and uh, get us a slice of that house. Thank the you. The Bel Air Ch- Mansion. Yes, that, that is right. Thank you, Trudy. Cheers, Joe. Cares. So Izzy shot off, but that doesn't mean we won't hear from him. In the next hour, we will hear his thoughts on Argentina, what it's like playing against them. We'll also hear his thoughts on South Africa at some stage. Brendan McCullum. Baz, the actual host of the show. Coming up after the news to hopefully talk us through what he's up to in the UAE and Abu Dhabi. Of course, we'll hear from Sam Whitelock and Brad Taylor before the end of the show too. I'm still craving that McCafe so bad. Anyway, time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we're building and shaping New Zealand. Morning to you. Three minutes past 7am on Friday the 10th of September. Good to have you listening in to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's Louie here. Not Baz or Izzy, but that's all right. We will hear from both of those guys before the end of the show as well. Izzy's shot off to go and fix his ankle, which is an important thing to do because we've heard from him in the first hour. Not only does he have a wife, two kids, he's now got a golden retriever puppy. And if anybody's had a puppy, let alone a Labrador, you know exactly how much effort those things take. The White Ferns, 144 for four from their 20 overs. So we're at the interval in that game. The English batsman just walking onto the field now. So we will follow that closely. At Flushing Meadows, we've got some doubles tennis going on. Later on today, we will have, uh, well, wow, two teenagers playing in two separate semifinals, which is quite incredible, really, if you think about it. The US Open has been played however many years Tens, tens and tens, decades worth of history and we haven't had people this young Fernandez and Raducanu in the semifinals ever. Actually we had never had a qualifier on the men's or the women's side of the draw ever make the semifinals which is quite incredible. Now, we're just trying to track down Baz in Abu Dhabi. The phone systems can be a little bit niggly sometimes, and that's part of the world. A little bit of sand into the systems, I think, Trude. So we'll just see how we're going there and if we can pin down Baz. If not, we've got plenty else coming up as well to look forward to, including Brad Taylor out of the Freedman Stable over in uh, Melbourne. It's a massive race day tomorrow over in Melbourne. Huge. So they've got the Maccabi Diva Stakes, which is a fantastic um, that's a fantastic group one with, I, I can't quite work out how many group one winners individually racing, but it would have to be close to about 10, 11, if not 12. Just quickly running through this field now. Sir A, 50 stars, Imaging, Mount Popper, Incentivise, the Melbourne Cup favourite, Aegon, the Kiwi, Moonga, Colette, Tefane, Inspirational Girl, Plenty, absolutely Plenty,
8: can I ask you something about horse race names, yeah, because obviously we, we you and I first met at, at race at a race course. Um, where was it? Royal Carker Real Kar- Raceway. And I obviously know Shannon, your partner, and she's like, this is my partner, Louie, and I didn't know who you were. And off you were there. We were betting away, having a couple of drinks. Um, do you pick horses on names at all or colours of their little tops, their little satin silky tops like I do? Or do you purely go on form?
2: <laughs> ah, look, no. Not <laughs> personally, Trudy. You I don't. I don't. Nothing to
8: do at all to do with names. Names is pay.
2: I have had periods in my life where I have omen punted. That's what you call that. Oh, maybe. Is that
8: what it's is it actually got a terminology, uh, omen. omen betting. Hunting. yeah, oh, that's me then. You know, like Numerology if there's a a name pretty, that... Pretty,
2: pretty, yeah, pretty colours. Yeah, or like there's a horse that used to go around, I think it still does go around down south, called Louis Louie.
8: Oh, you always back it? No,
2: nah, once. Because I always and back the one with
8: the Trudy, the, the jockey Trudy Thornton, is that Trudy? Yeah. Yeah, I always back her. Yeah. And when you mentioned, was it Izzy's tip, the guy Orange? I was born in a town called Orange, so I always back him.
2: Yes, that's right. Blair Orange. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. So... um are oh, you pay Orange in Australia? I was born in Orange. Yeah. Are you an
8: Aussie? I can't believe I've just admitted that on the S C N Z. How do you think I got the job with S C N? Ah, yes. No. I was born right. in Australia to Kiwi parents. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, ha- where were you born?
2: Uh Leaffield. Leithfield, of all places, Leithfield. All right, we're we're working on getting Izzy up, uh, sorry, Bears up, out of the UAE. Um, It's a little bit of an intricate process, but in the meantime, I'm pretty stoked that Izzy's had to go. But before Izzy left, he did leave us with some gold here, and. Actually, last night when he went on with Be- uh, Beaver and Kirsty on the drive show, he spoke about the rugby championship and how the rugby championship might play out. In particular, we're going to hear about Argentina later in the program, but Izzy had a great take on South Africa and how they're going. So I want to play that out and see what we can garner from how South Africa is going and how they I guess, what they can offer this rugby championship. Double eight, double three. have a listen to this and see if you agree with Izzy about South Africa, what sort of style they play and what sort of threat they could have in this rugby championship.
1: Um, Look, look, I know it's, it's boring and anybody says, oh, wow, death. this is... Yeah, but that's the thing. They get dubs. They get wins, and, mate, it doesn't matter how it's done. It's like golf. You hit a terrible shot into the rough, you hit it over into the green, and you get a birdie. Like, no one cares as long as you got the birdie, you know? So that's the same for them. As long as you, you're getting the win, whether it's ugly, whether it's scrappy, whether they hey, kick um, a ton. So what's that No, they just... Like, but but, And that's the thing. Like, They can actually play an expensive game. Okay, when you've got yeah. Ma Pimpe, <laughs> you've got oh, 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 Wooly LaRue funny. at the back, you've got Dwayne Vermeulen, who's come back from injury. What a... What a luxury, yeah. you know. Guy's been away since twenty nineteen. I'll just have a wee break, come back, you know, I'm pre- I'm ready now, you know, I've come back from my injury, I'm good. Chuck me in there, I'll I'll go all right too. So but you get back to that last, <laughs> they, they that, got last a... that last half hour of the World Cup final when they bored yeah. England and then they just flicked the switch and suddenly uh, Arm and Delende, who had done hadn't even seen the ball for the entire World Cup, all of a sudden looked like Sonny Bill <laughs> Williams and Conrad <laughs> Smith running around in the midfield. It was amazing. <laughs> That's it that's it we're so used to them just kicking just playing that boring up the yeah, latching but mate when they go wide and you don't expect it they can actually play and then they haven't even got Chis and Colby here mate. Chis and Colby's not even here like the probably the best player in the world so speaking of depth and who holds all the cards the springboks have got the power at the moment they they are playing a pretty unbelievable and they deserve all the credit that they're getting
2: there you go Izzy Dagg host of this show on with Beaver and, uh, Beaver and Ricky I should say last night and Izzy was so stoked guys to know that he made the promo for your show talking about the spring box there in Look, it's hard to disagree, really. They are the world champions. They've just knocked off the Lions. And what people will say, it was a terribly boring series. But at the end of the day, they got it done against the, a compilation of the best rugby players out of the Northern Hemisphere. So hearing Izzy say, give them the respect that is due, totally agree. And without any further ado... He's the coach of the Kolkata Knight Riders, but more importantly to us here at SENZ, he's the co-host of The Breakfast Show. <laughs> he is live into it now. Morning, Baz. How you doing, man?
7: Good morning, Louis. Sorry about a few technical difficulties way over here in the UAE. How you doing flying solo, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going good. I was about to turn this into like a Marcus Lush talkback shift. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what was going on, but I'm glad you're here, brother. How are you? Oh, I'm good, bro. I'm good.
7: Have you, have you dished out your tip yet? That's the only thing everyone's interested in, surely. No. Have you dished that
2: out yet? I, I Yesterday, I made a very strong push for Entrevier, and I have a little bit something something later on in the show. But I learned from the best, mate. you got to tease it out. It's the last thing you got to do, right? <laughs>
7: That's right. What about the fact you got to follow your money as well on the show? Do you see Rhinoceros get up?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it won well as well with a leg in the air, really. A beautiful ride from Jordan Childs. Are you punting over there? How can you do that?
7: Uh, I I am, but it's not... technically
2: legal so we should probably ah. move that conversation <laughs> on as quickly as we can <laughs> let's just move that one <laughs> on okay to what, what we can talk about I I really I toyed with the fact Baz that I was going to introduce you as the Calcutta Night Riders coach and um I just thought okay I won't do that that's a bit insulting while I'm in the big chair but you are the Calcutta Night Riders coach that's what you're doing over there so what what is the kind of weather and track conditions you're in a hotel T- talk to us about the sit- situation you find yourself in
7: um, well uh, yeah I am the KKR coach um, we're currently towards the back end of the of the uh, standings in terms of the, the tournament but that's okay we've got a handful of horse and we're just ready to kick so hopefully um, hopefully we can we can sort of get things together in, in the second half second half of the tournament for now I'm just um, I'm doing uh, quarantine there's actually no UAE uh, no quarantine in UAE it's, um, it's uh, IPL-enforced quarantine, so there's six days here. So just hold up in the hotel here in um, Abu Dhabi and, yeah, just sort of trying to chat to the coaches who are on the outside there and, and a few of the players and, and sort of piece together a, a couple of things so that we uh, we head into the tournament giving ourselves the best chance, Louis
2: yeah that's awesome so it it is as you and Flem talked about a lot and Flem kept reminding you you are we way down in the the standings but you keep saying it you think you guys are ready to kick what gives you that impression like what was it when you left off um, when the tournament got shut down that made you think you were kind of poised and just starting to find a bit of rhythm
7: Uh, well you have to say things like that as well so (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, look, we we were pretty honest with ourselves um, at the back end of of that. Um, it's quite a unique tournament because we're obviously um, the tournament was being played in India. Um, we were seven games through out of fourteen, um, and then COVID obviously um, hit not just over there, and it was rampant, and, and things were um, far bigger than a cricket tournament. Um, but it also leaked into into the bubbles that um, that we were operating at throughout the tournament. So once that happened, um, you know, the BCCI and and the IPL were left with no other option other than to um, postpone the tournament. So from our point of view, it probably came at a pretty good time. We'd won two out of seven games. That certainly wasn't our focus at the time. Um, It was more on making sure that the guys in our environment, their loved ones, who had been directly affected as well by COVID and also we had four cases within... Our team bus, including Tim Seifert, which um, became pretty public not that long after, and, and the um, you know the impact on on Tim was plain for everyone to see as well. Um, the emotional toll that it took on him and and uh, and those around him as well. So, look, it was it directly affected our side. Um, so, from a performance point of view, from a coach's point of view, the only thing you really worry about in times like that is is the health of of your your players and and those um, their family, um, now that we've had the benefit of time, uh, we're able to sit there and say, right, what do we need to do to be able to get ourselves back in this tournament, knowing that we've got a bit of a mountain to climb, and and you look at that with um, with quite a philosophical sort of stance. You know, there's some things which we we didn't do very well um, on the field last time, which we can definitely rectify. Um, and one of those is that we need to just be a little bit brave with bat in hand, and Flem, when he was on our show the other day, he was a little bit sort of uh, jokey about it, but he was spot on too. He said it makes us dangerous now, and and we should embrace that. We should embrace the fact that we need to win five out of our seven games, Um, so we've got to throw caution into the wind and and be prepared to do things a little bit differently, And, and that's the message which I'll be trying to impart to um, to all of our squad and, and making sure that our leaders try and try and get that to permeate through our side as well as be brave and, and take the game on.
2: I don't think they could find a better coach anywhere in the world to kind of empower that then, mate. I know that is something you hugely believe in. Double eight, double three. We've got Baz on the show. This is Baz's show. You want to talk to Baz? Demo. I know you've been itching around, mate. You've been absolutely missing uh, Baz, so flick us a text, any questions for Baz about his trip or just the goings-on of the week? Have you observed anything, mate? I've got a list of things I want to pick your brain about, but anything over the news cycle of the last wee while that has caught your curiosity?
7: Well, obviously he izzy He's gone in for surgery, first and foremost. That's a bloody big deal for us. Oh. Poor old is master, the quiz master. Who's doing the, sh- who's doing the quizzy dag today? Are he, you doing that as well?
2: He, now hes so he, Cook and bottle washer.
7: <laughs> Louis Herman what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. He actually was here for the first hour. So he I just watched him pick his crutches up and hobble off camera about uh twenty minutes ago. <laughs> and oh. and he's gone and Daisy's driving him in. Can you imagine poor Daisy right now? She's got two kids, a golden retriever puppy and Izzy on one leg. Poor
7: Daisy. Poor Daisy. Poor Izzy as well. Gee it's terrible timing for such an injury. But um I spoke to him last night. He was pretty upbeat and yeah, he, he he was talking about the impact that morphine might have on him on the show, so I'm not sure how long the surgery was to go for, but, you know, if you are struggling in the back end of, of today, no. you could always give him a call <laughs> and get the real gold out of the as faster. <laughs>
2: All right, well, we'd have to make sure we were in, like, a 10-minute delay. Um, and then if we're going <laughs> to do that. That dump
7: might come into play.
2: Mate, we almost had to use it this week. We had Corey Jane on, and I wish you were here. Those two, some of the filthy stories we heard out of those two. Everyone can go listen to the podcast in the CNZ app, or whether you get your podcast to hear Corey Jane. That was hilarious. Hey, Baz, just on racing, because I know that's probably what you want to talk about, I want to talk to you about it as well, because Tabata, your favorite, your stakes-winning thing Philly now a mare, um, to Bartle. She's five. She was a mare when she won, wasn't she? She is lining up coming back from a spell tomorrow on a rating seventy five at Tarapa and race five. And you've also got Shears and DeFibulate, which goes around in the last at Flemington. So a big weekend for you.
7: Yeah, it is. Well, first, first of all, we're not we're not sure about whether Tabata will start. Depends on the track and depends on how the weather's. The weather's pulling up, um, with the extra kilo being afforded to jockeys as well. She's not an overly big mare, so we don't want to um, first first start in a campaign which we've got pretty high hopes for. Um, Greg Tomlinson also now owns a share in um, Tabata from the goes Coast start, and um, and we don't want to we don't want to flatten her first up. You know, we've got big ambitions for her, so we want to um, we want to give her every chance. So we'll see how the track pulls up, and Marshall will make whatever call he feels is right. Um, if she does start, then then um, then look forward to seeing her go around. You know, um, she's been just a, a fantastic mare for us as a family. Um, she's given us a, a great amount of joy, and and hopefully, you know, this this campaign, if she can come up again, then um, we're going to have some more fun. If not, well, there's a breeding shed not far away in the Waikato which she'll find herself in, and I'm sure she'll be a wonderful broodmare. Um, as as um, as for defibrillates, um, Graham Richardson got us into that horse, he's my neighbor there in, in Matamata. Um, he bred defibrillate, and wow, what a star he's been! You know, there's a, he's a small group of owners who, who share in him, and he's just been a wonderful horse. So, again, there's big ambitions for whether it's this weekend or not. I'm sure he'll go out at long odds this weekend, but there's some big targets on the horizon for him as well. So, but it's pretty cool, mate, just to have horses. Starting to get back into the flow of things, and at this time of year, um, that's what that's what you're in the game for, right? Um, some some pretty awesome race meetings coming up, and it's nice to have some live chances in those, Louis.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, defibrillate goes I sort up. I
7: feel in- like I'm half been interviewed here, and <laughs> and I know that's kind of. you know I'm a long way away you know I sort of just don't want to I don't want to I don't want to be too wanky as a as an interviewer give us an opinion
2: then mate tell us tell us how you really feel give us oh hands you can have the car keys off you go no seriously what about the um with the MIQ situation I actually wanted to let you kind of wind up on this one because more athletes have come out saying we need to do something and I know you were passionate about it before you went off and now you're away from home so this isn't an interview. I'm just genuinely curious. What do you think about it? And how are you, Um, yeah, just the floor is yours on that. Now you're away from home. Like, is it kind of drum? Does it drilled in even further? Or what do you think?
7: Yeah, no, it's just taking the piss, man. Don't worry. Um, yeah, look, uh, the MIQ situations, it's a delicate one because obviously you don't want to. <sighs> You make your decision to to leave New Zealand, right? Um, that is that is ultimately what it comes down to. Is you you know the 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 risks involved in it, um, but I'm not sure that should necessarily be the case. Um, look, I think the, the the comment the other day around um, on Smitty's show um, around the fact that for the first year, all people, all sports people, and, and those around them kind of sucked it up around COVID and just said, you know what, things aren't what they used to be, we can't travel, we just got to deal with it. I guess now, um, you know, you, you have to travel to earn money. That's Otherwise, you choose a different career. Um, I'm fortunate that, that I have the opportunity to do a few jobs, but one of those jobs which I've had now for a couple of years, which I'm, if I want to continue to do in the foreseeable future is is as a coach on the international stage. And so therefore you have to travel and other people don't necessarily understand the plight that you're in when it comes to your own country and, and the challenges around it. Um, I just can't quite work it out in my own head that that you can't get back into your own country. So whatever money you earn abroad, um, which you pay tax on, which your own country doesn't have unless you, are, you do head overseas and earn, um so you pay tax in your own country but you actually can't get back into your own country i don't quite understand that um maybe you maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't have to worry about paying that tax if you can't get back and then everyone's comfortable with that i'm not really sure the other aspect is what happens if your visa abroad abroad um becomes expired Uh, my visa for instance here in the uae is up until mid-october you know, I don't have an miQ voucher to get home because the system's not open yet um, what do you do you become an overstayer in, in a foreign country and you break the law like what I don't quite understand sort of and, and you can't get these answers Louis. I guess that's yeah, the, yeah. one of the big things you, you literally cannot get the answers and try as you might and I've, I've been around uh, long enough now I guess to be able to have some some reasonable, um, contacts in, in New Zealand sport and, and even the New Zealand government and and no one can give you an answer mate and I, I feel for all those around the globe who are stuck abroad, who are looking for answers who I'm fortunate enough as well that I, I you know i sort of um, I have an Australian wife so if I, if I really had to I could get back to Australia you know um, but that's not the idea that's not how it should be and 2021, you should be able to get back into your own country, bringing money, which oh, look, I don't know, I don't want to be that guy, you know, but it, it is incredibly frustrating and um, I've, worked very, I've worked very hard to be able to get an opportunity, which is probably in the top five coaching opportunities in world, world cricket, um, coaching Kolkata Knight Riders with a fan base of 25 plus million um, and being the head coach, I've worked hard to get in that position and get in that role and and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to give it up, just because I wasn't allowed to get back into my own country at this time. Um, I guess I, I've left, and I'm hoping that something will unfold where we are, are able to jump on a plane and get home at some stage, well before Christmas. But. Let's see. It's not an ideal situation for any anyone.
2: Yeah. No, no, mate. I don't think anyone thinks you're whinging it. It's just a very interesting perspective of someone that is abroad. Hey, Baz, there's a text here. Let's this is a bit of a cheerier note. Well it might not be to get you out on. Jamie wants to know on double eight, double three, did you see the Geordie Barrett red card and what do you think of it? So just quickly mate, what, what did you see about what did you see and what do you think?
7: Well I thought it was rubbish, actually. Uh, well if he was gonna get if he was gonna get red carded, why didn't um, there should have been a red card earlier on from Brody Retallick when he sort of rubbed his cleats across the face of Michael Hooper as well, yeah. accidentally at the... I think it was just a little bit weak. Wasn't it? What, did, what did Izzy say? You tell me what it said.
2: Izzy thought it was rubbish. Izzy was bang on. He said, that's not a red card. And um, he said pretty much said that, that was that. And uh, look, that went to the judiciary, and that was that. John's text, Baz for PM. Baz, it's late where you are, and you've got to get your sleep because you've got a big job to do. But we'll catch up with you again real soon, eh? Because, look, you're going to have some fascinating stories and rubbing shoulders with some interesting people. So we'll catch up again next week if we can, man.
7: Sounds good, brother. All right, mate. Take care. All the best to Izzy, too. I'll send him a message shortly and hope he, hope his surgery goes well. We love him.
2: Yeah, we do. Baz McCullum, out of the UAE. There you go. Baz Izzy for breakfast. It's 25 minutes past seven. How cool is that? Catching up with our skipper on Baz Izzy for breakfast. For the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. <laughs> It is coming up half past seven o'clock on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Louis here. Trudy's about to come through with the news as well. It was awesome to catch up with Bears out of the UAE as he does his other job, which is coaching the Calcutta Knight Riders and hear his opinions on the, the MIQ situation and just everything going on in the coaching world and the racing too. The White Ferns are playing England right now. They are have got England 40 for one as they chase the 140 odds. So we'll keep tabs on that throughout the morning. But right now it's Trudy for the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Friday the 10th happy friday everybody wherever you are listening around new zealand or in the senz app there's plenty going on and plenty to get through before the end of the show including all blacks captain i think you still call them all blacks captain sam whitelock who is about to get on a plane and head across to rejoin the all blacks and attempt to be a guy that does two weeks of hard isolation and then well play against the Springboks in a test match work that one out He's coming up with Izzy Dag after eight, talking about running into walls, getting match fit. I don't know how he's going to do it, but if anyone could do it, it would be Sam Whitelock. As well, we've got Brad Taylor. He's in the uh, Sam Anthony Friedman stable Their racing manager, a great Kiwi, coming up very shortly on Izzy for breakfast, talking about the big Melbourne day of racing tomorrow and just racing in general in Australia, which, as we know, has forged on really without a hiccup. But right now, there's plenty of live sport going on around the world, including the White up against the English women's side over in the UK. And just as I say that, we've got another wicket, which is great work. An awesome catch just behind square on the leg side, which leaves the English woman 42 for three, needing 103 from 81 bulls. So I would say the White Ferns are firmly in control there. But it is time now for our Choices flooring poll. And I absolutely love doing this each and every Friday and Monday again. Check out Choices Flooring's Room View program. So how you do this is you go to our Twitter, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's a pretty simple poll. I'll tell you what it is shortly. And you vote. I At 8.30, listen back because I'll tell you what's happened. Double eight, double three. also. We can compile those texts and get your opinions through there. Today I want to talk tennis. And I want you to have your choice about a topic which I think is about to get ignited in the early stages of next week. If I kind of forecast what we'll be talking about on Monday morning and Tuesday morning, In my opinion, Novak Djokovic, and he will be the greatest tennis player of all time. I watched Novak Djokovic yesterday go a set down to Berrettini of Italy uh, in the quarterfinals of the US Open, and what he did from there was put on an absolute clinic. He is maybe the mentally toughest sports person I can ever recall watching in my life. The way he dug in after going a set down and managed to almost... Literally and physically turn the heater up in his own game and his own performance to the next level, and from there Berrettini couldn't touch him. It was like uh, Novak was playing with a you know like cat and mouse kind of stuff. I don't think if there's any way. And again, and this is my opinion, I will be vaulting in this poll, which is is Novak Djokovic going to be the greatest tennis player of all time, or actually is he the greatest tennis player of all time, men's tennis player? Look, for me, it's over. The way he goes about it, and if he manages to win this US Open, so he's in the semi finals tomorrow, if he wins the semi final against Verev and goes on to beat whoever in the final and is the first person since Rod Laver in 69 to win the Grand Slam. I don't think there is any way we can stack Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal. And that's going to upset people because Roger has been the class act. He's been the gentleman. He's had the backhand, the one handed backhand. Rafa is one on clay more times than I've had hot meals. But for me, Novak Djokovic is the greatest tennis player on the men's side of things of all time. So have your choice. Do you agree with me or do you think I'm absolutely barking mad? I'd love to hear from you. Double eight, double three, or go to the Choices Flooring poll on the Bears and for Breakfast Twitter page and have your choice. Let us know. We'll read those poll results out just after 8.30. But coming up soon on Bears and Izzy for Breakfast, it's Brad Taylor out of the Freedman Yard over in Melbourne. It is 24 minutes away from eight. Yeah, it's nineteen minutes away from eight on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. And I'd I'd love to hear from you this morning. Oh eight hundred-one five oh eight eleven. We've still got Sam Whitelock and Izzy coming up. We've got Izzy talking about Argentina and what they're like to play after this or not too far, so stay tuned for that. But it's good to get some texture on eight double three. Good luck with the op on foot today, Izzy. You'll be sweet, bro. That's Jim Tamuka. Appreciate that, Jim. All the well wishes in the world to our guy Izzy. who's just going under a little bit of surgery, but we will—we're um, sure he'll be a o. Okay, right now it is 18 minutes away from eight. And this weekend, wow, we have got an absolute rip snorter. It is proper spring racing in uh, Australia and certainly down there in Melbourne because they've got the Maccabi Diva Stakes, the Group 1 race, and it is stacked with chances and, of course, across the day, I think you're probably going to see some horses race that will go on to have amazing careers. Ayrton is on the cards, and so is a colt called Artorius. And our next guest knows all about that. Brad Taylor is the racing manager at Friedman Racing. He's a great Kiwi, and he joins us on the line now as we do our Waikato stud racing preview for the weekend. Morning, Brad.
6: Hey, Louie. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm great, mate. It's awesome to have you on the show. Look, I, I've, I watch from afar and see what you do over there, and I think you're a, an awesome Kiwi doing good things, so it's great to catch up. Yeah, always good to chat. Beautiful. So it's a big weekend. Does it really feel like when these big Group 1 days come across that come over that it is, spring is truly here, and, and that's kind of like racing such a part of Australian culture, right? So it almost is a change of the season.
6: Yeah, it certainly gets very exciting at this time of the year. You know, it starts probably start of June you get the good horses back into the stable and it gets all very exciting and, you know through the depths of winter where it's just about as cold as New Zealand over here it's um, you know it feels like it drags on but once you sort of get to the last weekend of August where those good horses start to step out it um, gets very exciting and the, the excitement only builds over the, over the next month or so until we get to the big big races and um, no it's, uh, it's a good day Sunday, and, and certainly um, we've got some nice chances so it's all very exciting. Absolutely. And look,
2: this, this spot here is uh, brought to us by Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. And they have got Aegon that goes around in the Group 1. You guys don't have anything, I don't think, in the Group 1, but you've got some absolute astounding horse flesh on display. i uh, really curious to hear your opinion on Artorias, because in Race 2, I mean... He he just looks special. This colt looks special. He didn't quite flash home and win, although the track condition probably playing against him or track pattern playing against him last start. But can you tell us about this flying arty colt and how exciting he is to have in the barn?
6: Yeah, he is very exciting. He's a, a very talented horse. He's, um, albeit he's still very green. You uh, saw the other day when the, the horses come out underneath him and he still wants to run away from them and, and do a few things wrong. But um, certainly tomorrow getting to... Getting to Flemington and, and stepping up to the 1400 you don't have to go back and watch his win at Sandown over 1300, but he's going to appreciate the 1400. So we're, you know, the big spacious track at Flemington certainly going to suit him. Probably better than Caulfield. You know, he has one at Group One at Caulfield, but um, the long straight here at Flemington certainly going to suit him better. He takes a while to warm up, and once he gets going, he's got a, a pretty lethal um, finish on him. So um, we're certainly excited. Um, you know he's obviously carried a, a bit of a white penalty hadn't been a group 1 winner but um uh, he deserves it and um yeah, he should be very hard to beat tomorrow.
2: Yeah, you'd think so. seventy or thereabouts, so he's shortened. And I can't believe they opened him close to about $2.50, which is kind of insane money if you think about what he did last start, what he's done in his junior year. Um, when you get a colt this exciting, it comes with pressure. So as a racing manager, how do you block that out? Or as a stable in general? I mean, I'm sure you've done more interviews on Artorias than you would just any other horse. And I, there comes a, does the pressure come? I guess that's the question, Brett.
6: Oh, probably not more for me. They're pretty my part of the job, you know, the race, picking the races out, that sort of thing. Are pretty straightforward for these sorts of colts. It's Probably more on Sam and Anthony said having them, you know, spot on for the day. But Anthony's been doing it for a number of years, and he he, he doesn't feel the pressure too much, having trained a lot of good horses over his time. So um, I'm probably in a very lucky position to, to you know be, be led by Anthony, and and he doesn't feel the pressure, so that sort of rubs off on the team. But um it's it's more exciting for everyone, you know. It's easy to get out of bed and you're, you're looking at these horses and um, looking after them, and um, you know we we get up at some stupid hours, but um, it's all worth it when you when the the races.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's just like us, mate. We get up at these stupid hours, but when we get the big guests on, it's um it's all worth it. So it's very very similar. And like you've got a few different juveniles. I I saw Argentia. Um, she she came up a bit lame, but uh, Zuzarella, the Cambridge Stud filly. She, look, last weekend, or was it the weekend before, and that feels like a million, mile, a million years ago, no, it was last <laughs> Friday, uh, I tipped her out for a place, and I got absolute assholes from Baz and Izzy because they were like, come on, mate, don't be weak, take her the win. I thought the place was good money at about $2.70. She got the drifts again, but then she just turned up and, and showed a clean pair of heels. How exciting is the Cambridge stud filly, and why does she keep drifting, Brad?
6: Oh, there was a lot of chat about our other filly, uh, Argentia She's she's very good, but um, we worked them on Tuesday morning, not together, but the same rider rode them, and he he couldn't really split them. We did have a slight concern about um, Zuzarella just at the twelve hundred again, but um, we thought she might be just looking for the fourteen hundred second up, but she wasn't. She she sprinted really well, and um, she's sent their top class filly, and, and she's going to take a power beating in the thousand guineas. Um, you know she's going to run again in, in two weeks' time at Sandown, step up to the 14. Pretty much like a Toro, she's really looking for that 1400 now. She looks like a she looks she's a big, rangy sort of filly that's going to appreciate the step up to a mile when she gets there. So um, it's all very exciting with her, and um, you know she's she's the filly to beat now. Obviously, Agente is now out of the spring, so um, yeah, it's probably to be fair to the to her. It's not probably a vintage crop of three-year-olds over here in Australia this year. Um, there's no real, you know, she's been a standout filly and behind that it's sort of just an even bunch. So um, if she can just continue to take the right steps over sort of the next four weeks towards a thousand guineas, she's going to be very hard to beat in a race like that.
2: Hey, Brad, before we let you go, we've spoken a lot about the racing industry in New Zealand of late because we couldn't get up racing. Level 4 was too restrictive. It still is up in Auckland, so we won't see racing here until we move down the alert levels. You know about us, and, and of course, your your partner, Jane, as well, does a superb job on racing.com. You guys are great Kiwis, but you've been in the Melbourne and Australian racing industry for a while now. Are there – look, I guess – are there major differences on towards the attitude to racing in Australian society do you feel like is it just a different level of how much they consider it part of sport and culture
6: Yeah I, I, I guess punting's not frowned upon over here you know you get people that sort of the TABs in New Zealand sort of sort of um how do I explain it people are frowned upon going into a place like that whereas over here you you know everyone has a quadie on a so Saturday afternoon like Quite often I go to the local footy on a Saturday afternoon at time of the footy, everyone brings, has the form guide in the back pocket, brings it out, and is going on their phone putting a, a quaddy on while the second half's on. So, you know, it's a very popular thing. You know, now sports have brought out a sort of a bit with mates groups and, God, there's thousands of groups of people just punting all together. I know, like, I'm in five or six with mates. And, you know, everyone's part of it. Everyone wants to have a bit on a Saturday and, and, and loves it, whereas probably it doesn't have that. Following in New Zealand, Um, and that sort of just helps with everything, you know, the popularity of it. It gets in the main, you know, the mainstream media a lot more over here, and um, you know, they probably celebrate their champions a lot better over here than they do in New Zealand. But um, you know, things are starting to probably improve a bit in New Zealand. Um, Obviously, I've been away for four or five years now, but um, from the outside looking in, it looks like it's it's starting to improve. But um, you know, it's always going to be hard to compete with Australia when they're they're running for the prize money they do. You know, you only got to look at you know, our sort of maidens on a on a low level day. They're still running for twenty with you know, they're struggling to run for that on a sad day in New Zealand. So um, it's you know, it's always going to be very hard for Australia and New Zealand to compete with Australia. But um, you know, the mentality just needs to probably change in New Zealand and, and be accepted as part of culture and like to here, like it is here in Australia.
2: I think you're right. I think it is starting to change. I feel like there's been a kind of a groundswell of positivity and and that culture change in the last couple of years. So I think you're right on your observation there, Brad. I'll let you get back to it. It's a busy morning over there, no doubt, and a busy weekend. Thanks for your time this morning. doing great things, and we'll catch up again soon on SENZ, eh? All good, Louis.
6: Thanks for the chat.
2: No worries. Waikato Stud, home of champion size, including Bill and Ocean Park. And we thank Mark and the whole team at Waikato Stud for supporting us, letting us do a racing feature each Friday on SCNZ. That was Brad Taylor, who works with the Freedman Stable over in Melbourne, talking about the very exciting Artorias going for a run around at Flemington tomorrow. It is eight minutes away from eight. It is three and a half minutes away from the news with Trudy. Double A, double three. Louie, you're crazy. Roger is the goat. No questions. All right. Put your name to the text if you're going to text like that. Go and vote in the Choices Flooring poll as well on Bears and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter. Is Novak Djokovic now the greatest of all time? Anyway, before Izzy shot off this morning, we were talking about Argentina and what it's like playing the Pumas and I was very curious because he did it I haven't obviously I wanted to know what was it like playing Argentina in the blue and white
1: Um mate they were so, they were always tough they were always tough to play and the reason they were tough is they are so passionate they're so passionate they're so emo- like you, they're an emotional country they they play on emotions they they love their country they love what they're about they love where they're from so they just a very passionate side, and every time we played, the we knew the beast that we were coming up against. We knew a, a team that if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. They will absolutely take it with everything they've got. They uh, they can play rugby, and we saw that last year when they beat the beat the All Blacks. And I was having a fascinating chat with Sam Whitlock um, later on the show. You'll hear that that chat, but just speaking to him about that game, and, and probably they underestimated the beast that was uh, that is Argentina. Um, you know they probably thought they had they probably thought they were playing a, a nation that they probably didn't have a, a whole lot of respect for and when he spoke about um you know like trying to play a bit more in that first um half of the game trying to play too much the all blacks really played a bit too much and played into their hands so my my uh you know my lessons and my experiences from playing the argentine inside is like you just have to get on top of them early. I know it's as cliche as it is, got to start well, but you actually have to. The more opportunities, the more reasons you give Argentina an opportunity to get in the game, get confidence in what they're about, uh, get their off game flowing, um, they're just so hard to beat. And the only way you can stop Argentina from doing that, and and the only way you can stop people that are very passionate and then play on a lot of emotions is you got to hit them on the nose early and you got to hit them on the nose and make it hurt because that just makes them kind of go back into their showers and trying to second guess what they're, they're actually doing if you give them an opportunity to get that passion out get that offload game going they will be hard to beat we saw that last year when they beat the all blacks for the first time so look you got to get on top of them early it's going to take a full 80 minutes they will will not stop playing yeah, smack them on the nose. It sounds
2: like is his punting strategy. I don't know if he's confusing that with uh, how it is like what it's like to play Argentina, but that's a great account because they play with flair, they play with passion, and uh, once they get their tails up, like we saw last year we're going to hear about that from Sam Whitelock, the All Blacks skipper who's about to rejoin the team, joins Baz and Izzy for breakfast just after 8 o'clock. He's about to get on a plane. This is a fantastic chat with Sam Whitelock and a great insight into his psyche and how he prepares. England need 55 off 47 in their game against the White Ferns right now. It's an international 2020, so it's going down to the wire. They're 94-3. I am starting to get a little bit batty with how much I want a cafe coffee, but we'll be soon, Auckland. Hang in there. It's time for the news with Trudy and Kubota. Together we are building and shaping New Zealand.
1: This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ.
2: Welcome in, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's three minutes past eight, our last hour of the week, and what a week it has been here. Thank you so much for all of you feedback on double eight double three, and if you've called on the Kennards Higher phone line 0800 150 a special thanks because we always love hearing from you what a weekend of sport test cricket tonight as well to go with the Storm Sea Eagles in the NRL finals the AFL finals going on as well a massive game for Demons fans I know across our, our, our brothers and sisters at SEN in Melbourne they will be hooked onto that and of course Sunday sees another Sunday Test match and I feel like this is becoming a thing with the All Blacks stuck in Australia we are loving the Sunday Test match rugby so without any further ado I can't wait to welcome in Sam Whitelock to the show he's been a stalwart of New Zealand rugby 135 odd tests and he has had a third child and he's off to join the team so here you go Izzy Dag with
1: Skipper Sam
5: Faz and Izzy
1: well, it's time for a McCafe Coffee catch-up. Well, great news for rugby fans, so not so much for Sam's young family. I know who will miss him dearly, but Sam Whitelock will be jetting off to link up with the Allbacks for the upcoming rugby championship in Brisbane. Before then, he has to do a two-week MIQ in isolation. Sammy, thanks for joining us, mate. Let's, let's talk about this two weeks in isolation. Is it actually full noise isolation?
3: Yeah, uh, good to be on, Daggy. I know you've been pestering me for a couple of weeks. I've not been, who's this kind of things, but yeah. yeah. Um, your question, mate. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to have two weeks uh, MIQ at this stage, hard lockdown. So, it's going to be a challenge in itself. Um, just make sure that I, I, you know, can stay as fit as I can, get as ready as I can. So, when I do get out, I'm not uh, on the back foot. So, um, I'm sure Gilly, the trainer, has got a, a lot in store for me. I'm sure he'll have a couple of those horrific sessions that you and I absolutely love. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few down ups and a bit of crawling in the, in the hotel room.
1: Yeah, so so that was so he'll drop in all the equipment. So you've got everything you, you need during through. Because really is, you're going to come out of two weeks and you're pretty much into a South African game. Like you got to keep the train up contact. Why is how are you going to be able to do that, mate?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to have to run into the wall or something. <laughs> it might be funny if uh, the neighbours like, what's going on next door? But, um, like, I've been doing some contact here um, since we've dropped levels. So, went in and tackled a few of the Canterbury boys and um, wrestled around a few of the big props. So, I'm actually in a pretty good spot now. Like, if I had to play this week, I think I, I could do that. Um, but it's just been allowed to get into the country. And, obviously, COVID's throwing curve walls left, right and centre. And um, that's just the way the world is now, so you just got to deal with it.
1: Yeah, nice. Hey, uh, we've got to touch on it, mate. You've just had baby number three, little Penny. How's the family, mate? Hands all good and, and good to be home and spend some time with them before you get off, eh?
3: Yeah, Penelope came a couple of days early, so uh, threw a bit of a spanner in the works. I had a whole lot of jobs I was meant to do for Hannah. Um, so I'll have to get you, Dagger. You're pretty handy around <laughs> me. Trimmed the hedges and a few things like that. Um, but no, it's it's great. It's uh, Anyone that's a, a father knows how special it is. Uh, so Fred's four and a half, Iris is two and a half, and Penelope was born on the 29th, so it's it's pretty cool. That's us. We're, we're probably not going to have any more, so it's nice to know that for us as a family, that this is what it is, and um, the two older kids just love Penelope to pieces. Iris is taking a little bit of time to adjust. She's... Yeah. ...as the middle child always seems to... Seems to be, um, but no, pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty cool when you get to have those cuddles and that. So, I'm sure you'll be around at some stage, Daggy, and uh, you'll be eating all the, the baking, <laughs> around, you know, just enjoying yourself. But you gotta look after you that leg of yours too, mate.
1: Oh, my man, I can't believe it. I was actually gonna say that like, I'm here sitting in a cast. We actually started our career together, we made our debuts together against Ireland, mate. You're still going. You're still going. You're an absolute, and you don't look like you're slowing down anytime soon. So, what is the magic formula, mate? And how many more years can Sammy Whitlock go? I feel you can go for another eternity.
3: No, I'd, I'd love to say that's the case, but um, definitely, you know, still enjoying the rugby and um, been pretty, pretty hard at with looking after myself. And you used to always give me a bit of stick about putting, um, you know, recovery tights on after and trying to drink less beers and more water and things like that which uh, you always found pretty tough but uh, you know I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot but at the same time you know you're on the wrong side of 30 so you just gotta if anything look after it a little bit more and when you know it's done you gotta walk away and uh, like I think that's always gonna be hard no matter you know where you get to in your, your sporting career whether you you know play provincial, super rugby or international it's uh, it's never gonna be nice walking away but uh, I think when that time does come, mm. you'll look back at your career and go, "Man, this ride's been pretty awesome so far."
1: Mate, well, I just touched on it, and I, I just said you're getting better with age. You ain't slowing down. You've pretty much done everything possible a rugby player can achieve and can do in his career. So, what drives you? What what keeps you going, brother?
3: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. That one. Um, you know, I've had a, a pretty awesome career so far and I think when I am retired, sitting in the Hawks Bay and uh, people like yourself come and visit <laughs> and think, uh, time to actually sit back and reflect on how impressive and how cool a lot of things have been. Um, for myself at the moment, as any rugby player knows, it's <laughs> the next week you finish one big thing and you're straight into the next one. There's not a lot of downtime between uh, teams, tournaments, um, things like that. So... I think that's when a lot of that stuff will kick in around how court cool, court cool has been and um, talking to a few of the younger boys, you know, like I am a little bit older now. Um, I think Jonah played one year. I think, <laughs> like, Dagny, I know you played that year. So when you say that to some of the younger boys, they're like, oh, this is, you know, quite right. You, you must be pretty old. And then, uh, you hear of guys being born in the year 2000 and you're going, well, I'm born in 88. Got at least 12 years on you.
1: <laughs> mate, you, you just seem to amaze me. And, and I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. If you, you, Your pockets are full because you are so tight. You're about as tight as they come. You never shout anything. So I'm not surprised that you were able to buy the biggest farm in Hawke's Bay and also another six farms on the time, mate. But that's what you want to do post-rugby. You want to go back to the farm and, get into the farming?
3: Oh, the cheek of the man. <laughs> buys any drinks, buys all the drinks at the start and goes home early, but no, we're we'll definitely going to go farming. Um, so we've got a, a place in Hawkes Bay that we're can't wait to get up there um, and just do something a little bit different. Like, obviously the rugby is, is crazy at the moment and still really enjoying it. And it does have its challenges now, especially with uh, three on the ground. Um, but, the farm's not going in, so if we can get up there in the next five years or so and um, get in amongst the community, the community's been awesome. Um, every time we've been up there, whether it's been for a day or two or spending a few weeks up there, they've been really inviting and um, really nice people. So I'm sure there'll be uh, a young Israel dag up there somewhere. I was thinking about it when uh, you're trying to set up the course. like, I wonder what Izzy's going to bring up. And I thought, shit, I might have to get in with a story before Izzy you know, has all those free shots. And I, I think back to my first Test match and Izzy was pretty confident you know, he'd been named to start. He made, made the squad initially where I actually missed selection and called in for injury cover. And then, long story short, um, managed to play, you know, get on the bench. Uh, for some reason, I'm not sure why, managed to score a couple of tries. And CJ and Izzy... Up to me as I scored, you know, I'm pumped up. This is awesome, first thing ever. And Izzy and T run up, and they're just giving me shit about my uh, about my monobrow. So, um, you know, that's <laughs> a, I, bring up, but I thought I'd get into him first.
1: Hey,
3: so yeah,
1: you are lying. <laughs> we did not come up to you and say that, did we? I can't remember that.
3: CJ, I'm pretty sure you're jumping over CJ too. So Uh, it's funny how you get to know some people through challenges that we have. You know, we got to, like you said, play our first game together. So pretty cool that, um, you know, got to know each other and families and and wives and kids and that now. And I do know that Fred came at a Christmas party. So maybe you need that dagger with him, mate.
1: Mate, I'll 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 confirm that little Fred Whitelock, You watch that name. You watch that kid growing up. I watched them absolutely smash my son, Cody's son, everyone's kids at this party. He was on fire. He's got speed to burn as well. So I don't know where that's come from, but anyway, he is an absolute animal. So looking forward to watching Freddie grow up, mate. And. Look, I was only jealous. I was only jealous because you come on for 20 minutes, we have done all the hard work, and you got two absolute meat pies in that game against Ireland. I was only jealous, man.
3: No, it's funny because I think you said to me afterwards, I'm gonna score more over your career. And I think I've scored probably three since that, so my strike rate's not that good. <laughs> got two on debut, so I can't complain with that too much. Though.
1: But you're an absolute champ. I'm not surprised you're still going. You you were born for this top level rugby, you're leading the way, most capped. Lock of all time. But, mate, just got to get into a couple of rugby questions before we let you go. Um, pretty clinical performance on the weekend, on Sunday, especially uh, for the All-Blacks against the Wallabies. What were your takeaways from that game, mate?
3: Yeah, it's, um, it's always hard sitting and watching the kids jumping on you. But the thing I was really impressed with was um, just probably the Type 5. The Type 5 you know, did a lot of hard work there. I thought uh, Brodie and, and Scooter had, a, had an awesome game. And then that allowed everyone else to play, like I thought Akira was, was awesome, but the reason he was awesome is those other big boys had massive, massive work rates and it just allowed Akira to to probably play the game that he, you know, can play and, and it really suited him and it, it's it's really nice to see him hitting some really good form and that will be uh what the coaches are uh, after with the um, Argentinian tests coming up. Another thing I was really happy with is, you know, the, the red card is, is never nice. And I think it's the first time the All Blacks have managed to get the win while there's been a red card. So you could see the boys out there and you'd see the communication and they were working things out as they went, which was which is nice to see rather than something like that happen, can actually derail the whole team. But I thought the leaders stood up, you know, Artie and, and Coates being taken off too for HIAs. You could see Brody. Um, Bodie, um, Antoinette Brown, guys like that just really stepping into those roles and, and taking control. So really, really cool to see that um, while you're sitting at home on the couch.
1: Nice, mate. Nice, mate. And Artie Savia, captain the side as well. Did you have any conversations with him during the week and you know, just gave him a few tips or was it just let him be and let him do his own little little thing within the leadership environment?
3: Yeah. Uh, Fozzie talked to me beforehand, so I actually knew before Artie and Ozzy to kind of give you the, you know, I've told him he, he's he's keen to do it. And as soon as uh, it got announced, obviously just sent RD a message and just said how proud and how awesome it is to to be the leader. And um, the main thing I said to him is look, just trust yourself and go out there and, and play well. And that's the best advice I had ever been given as a rugby player. Is whether you're calling line-outs or a leader or a senior player or a captain, is the first thing you would do is play well. Um, there's nothing worse than the guy that's out there uh, trying to say and do everything, but not actually doing anything quite um, up to the standard that's expected. So it's really easy for Artie to go out there and, and play well, and I thought he was playing really well. He was playing physical before uh, before he came off, so really nice that, um, you know, even though he would have loved to been out there for the full 80, um, the first part of it, he was doing
1: exactly what it was expected of him yeah nice mate i've been captain by yourself and your words couldn't uh you know be spot on as they come you're an, you're an absolute champion you walk the talk but what i loved about you is you are still easily approachable you got on with anyone and everyone had a connection in a bit of time for your mate so you're an ultimate bloke and i know you'll be taking the reins back when you get over there but before i let you go i've got two questions argentina this sunday ah uh, this sunday what's that going to be shaping like? And, and will they have to change things tactically to place the Argentinian side who you'll face many, many times?
3: Uh, I'll get into your question in a minute. Hannah's just here at a, at a shot. Yeah. Just you being nice and saying nice things. She's like, what's this? What's this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hannah, I am nice.
3: Your <laughs> uh, question, mate. Um, I think the main thing with RG, and it, it doesn't actually matter who you play, as long as you get... The, the game right, um, execution of what what we're trying to do as all blacks. Um, and then your mindset. If you get your mindset where it needs to be, um, you know, nine times out of ten you you put yourself in in a good spot to to have the right result. And I think like the things that have shown over the last eighteen months to, to two years is, you know, the discipline is critical. Um and I'm not meaning just penalties, I'm meaning the discipline of Playing within within the shape and playing what's in front allows the team to express themselves and all of a sudden you get players to go out there and they're playing their natural game and they're putting opposition under pressure. So I think that discipline of trusting their instincts is is always something that um, you need to do against a a great side like Argentina. But you've got to do that every week as well. Um, But Argentina have shown like last year they, they played really well against us in the first one and it took us a, a long time in the second test we played them to break them down and I just think that the difference in the two tests is the first one we probably shut up shop a little bit and we didn't play enough um, and the second one we probably fell into the, the trap of not playing uh, probably playing too much at the start but mm. the the beauty of, of Test Match Rugby you kind of have to work it out on the run and um, it's great having the the coaches and the management there, but sometimes you just got to work that out as players on the field.
1: Nice mate, nice mate. Oh, well, just before I go, I know you love filling your pockets and you love to you'd love to buy a new farm somewhere. Oh, World twelves, mate. World twelves. If, if Steve Hansen come up to you and said, "Hey, Sammy, I've got a million bucks for tw- uh, for eight weeks. You keen? Would
3: you?" Yeah, I didn't actually know anything about it until the other day. I hey, was it last night? When uh, it must have been on the news and. Um, yeah, I was at Rugby Park today doing some doing some gym, and the, the boys were talking about it. And I think it's the same as anything, you definitely look at it, um, working out what it looks like, where it fits in the calendar, all those things. I'm pretty sure you love the the coin more than me, so you'd be out of retirement pretty quickly, mate. Get that leg sorted, get the operation done tomorrow, and you'll be sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, mate, no, mate, not me. Only, only opportunity I'm going to do is coaching, bud, and, and well, I don't love the game that much, so I won't be doing that. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Hey, mate, I want to appreciate – I just want to say thank you for your time. Sammy, I know you're a busy man. You've got three kids. Hannah will be just waiting for you to hang up this phone so you can go change your nappy, so I'll let you go, bud. Thanks so much for your time. Travel safe, and good luck for the next couple of months, and if you need anything done, bud, you know who to call. I'm handy as they come, bud.
3: Days you'll do well, mate. Thanks. Uh, thanks. For and hopefully be on at some stage in the future, too. Get you to, you know, have a bit more of a swing rather than just the old straight bat like you normally do. <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Easy, easy.
2: <laughs> good 20 minutes fast. eight Sam Whitelock to be honest like I've never heard him before how relaxed was he talking about the family the farming and also I think there's a theme double eight double three do you agree with me here Every time we get one of Izzy's former teammates on, he just gets outed as a bad bloke a little bit more. Imagine going up to Sam Whitelock in his debut and saying, teasing him for having a monobrow just because he scored two tries. It's awful. It's awful, Israel. No, it's very good stuff, and they clearly have a great relationship. Hearing Sam talk about what Argentina can offer, just like you heard Izzy before the news. I want to ask you, Argentina is a test nation. Do you respect them? Do you respect them like you respect South Africa and Australia? Double eight, double three, because you can hear the respect from Sam Whitelock and from Izzy Dagg. Very, very interesting stuff about how what sort of a test nation Argentina has become and what they can do if they get their tails up. Uh, England need 15 from 11 bulls against the, in their 2020 international against the White Ferns. They're 130 for four. It is 22 minutes past eight o'clock. Paul Moate from the TAB, not far away. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And we're into the last over in the White Ferns English game. This is going down to the absolute wire, and Amy Satellite has just got a wicket Right then, so look, the last over, Sophie Devine got a wicket. Uh, heather Knight chipped it straight to cover where Susie Bates was. They now need seven from five, the Englishwoman, Satterthwaite, striking with the first ball in the last over. That is going right down to the wire. We've got a text from Dave on, from Caracas on Argentina. We'll read in, very, uh, in a second. Whoa, this cricket has got my heart going. What a way to start the weekend. Um, I hope you're enjoying your Friday morning, wherever you are, but it is time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paul Muwata is on the line. Morning, Paul.
0: Yeah, morning, Louie. I can, I can tell you the um, uh, the Black Ferns were, they were, no, they were about $6 about an hour ago.
2: Oh, the White Ferns.
0: Oh, White Ferns, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they were about $6 about an hour ago when the um, English were pretty much cruising. Um, I think they were almost 100 for four down. Yep. uh, Not looking the worst. Um, So, yeah, you could. And there have been a few punters who jumped on the White Ferns at around the $6 mark. Um, So they'll certainly be cheering for uh, a White Ferns victory here.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm glad. I'm glad the punters were more more switched on than me. No, I was just doing my job, Paul. I'm here. I'm locked in, sw- switched on. Hey, I'll let you get one away. Then we've got some heat from the text uh, text machine that I want to offer you. What you go first, mate? What do you got this weekend to get us excited?
0: Uh, well, we've got a bonus back uh, promotion on the first two races from Abington Harness tonight, and then tomorrow we've got a Super Four by Four Saturday. We're going to have a bonus back promotion on the first four races. From Tarapa, New Plymouth, Kembla Grange and Flemington tomorrow. So 16 races all together, a bonus back tomorrow. So plenty of opportunities for punters to grab a few bonus bets.
2: Outstanding. Amy Satterthwaite is using all of her age and while here. Six from three, the English need. She's bowled a dot and a single. Paul, here's one from the text machine. Uh, can you ask Paul M why they stopped the NRL try time bonus? I loved it. Was it because they were bleeding bonus bets? That's from Chris. <laughs>
0: Oh, I think the marketing team just had a look, and they wanted to try a few different things, so they threw out the um, bonus back because it was working so well with racing. They just wanted to try a few things. So, uh, yeah, we're doing the bonus back on the NRL on all four games this Saturday, as well as uh, five selected games from the NFL this weekend. Just head to the TAB website for all the T's and C's. uh, And a speedy recovery for our good friend Izzy, Hopefully he's back very very soon, Louis. Otherwise you'll be the lone ranger for a while.
2: <laughs> and look, I'm no Johnny Depp, I promise you that. So we'll be hoping he is back. Uh, England have just had a boundary. They've just won. England women. Oh, they've just had a four with one ball remaining. That's very sad news, Paul. Hey, thanks for your time. I, can we? Can you get? Can you get Izzy a song when you come back next week? Because that'll just cheer him up a wee bit.
0: Can we do that? I'll work. Yeah, I'll work on it. And I really like the look of Agon. In the uh, ah. Maccabee Diva. Oh, I thought that was a huge run in the Memsey, just too far back. Had no chance of winning, but I think he's a bit of a chance at he's paying around $9 at the moment. I know the incentivizers there.
2: Yeah. Wonger,
0: but I think Aegon's sort of just a wee bit forgotten. Have we, have we had any word from Andrew Forsman or, or, the, or the stable?
2: We will tomorrow on the mail run. Tune back in, Paul. Yeah, oh.
0: Yeah, I'll be listening.
2: 8 till 10. It's half past 8. Thank you to your time, Paul. There you go. Bet live on the TAB app or website tab.co.nz. Gamble responsibly. R18. England have won by four wickets. A boundary on the second to last ball. Sophie Devine showing some great leadership, saying let's shake their hands, get off the field right now. It's time to get off to the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. Sorry, the story about the kakapo got me going a little bit. What was was that? There's inbreeding going on. Or?
8: Yeah, so basically they've been they're extinct in some parts of the South Island, and so they've put these kakapo onto Stewart Island to try and protect them, less people. And these now they've tested fifty kakapo, and they're inbreeding, but at least they're not breeding dying off. So have you yeah. been to Stewart Island? No, but it's on the bucket list. I, I would have, love to go.
2: I went, last year I had a redundancy tour, I called it. And, uh nice. And uh, so I went down there and, and with a bunch of friends, we went out on a fishing charter, caught about, probably about $200 worth of blue cod.
8: Wow. Saw See, that's what I want to do.
2: Saw Kakapo. <gasps> Brothers we were,
8: and sisters doing all sorts of yeah.
2: things. It was just after lockdown the first time. And uh, we were the first big group. It was a group of about 10 of us guys. And, and we, we drank the, uh, oh, I shouldn't say that. Um, but we, look, we, there was a lot. There were a certain number of boxes of twenty-four spates, slabs of spates at the local foursquare, and by the end of it, there were no more left. But it was fun. They had the bowls green there, the kakapo um, out on a fishing charter, played the, the nine-hole golf, a twelve-hole golf course. A they golf had there. course
8: there. Oh my gosh, it's even gone further up the bucket list. It's the only island we can get to at the moment, right? I'd love to go to Stewart Island, yeah. and, But I've, I had looked online, and it's like a five-month wait to get there. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Well, like accommodation? Or... Yeah,
8: just all booked out because people can only travel around.
2: That's smart. That's, that's smart Kiwis. That's Baz and Izzy for breakfast listeners out there Ties. going, you know, what's a good place? Ask you it on and can verify that. Anyway, uh, it is about, what's so it, 25 minutes away from nine. Ian Smith coming up in not too long. We've got our Friday tipple as well. But what do I need to do? I need to let you know how our Choices Flooring poll has gone. Uh, I thought it might be a bit controversial, and it kind of has been. To be considered a goat, you need to be a champion on and off the field court. Chase from Waiuku on the text line, double eight, double three. The question I asked was, is the conversation over? Is Novak Djokovic the greatest men's tennis player of all time? And in my opinion, he is. He's about to complete the Grand Slam. I really cannot see him getting beaten. Although Zverev is playing well. uh, He's on another planet, in my opinion, Novak Djokovic. So I've thrown it out there. In the Choices Flooring poll, Choices Flooring's room view makes Choices Flooring easy. Visit choicesflooring.com.au to find out more. I sent you to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast, the Twitter page, or 8833 to have your choice. And here is the answer Is the conversation over? Is Novak Djokovic the greatest men's tennis player of all time? Hell yes, polls 44%. I knew it. No way, thirty-eight percent needs more majors. Sixteen point seven. Oh, hold on. If you add those together, that would beat hell. Yes. Oh, that's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, even I'm confused. Uh, yeah, same. No, I've lost the poll. I've lost the poll. I've gone early. It's an early crow, Trudy.
8: You've lost the plot. You've lost the poll.
2: Joe, you've confused me with the poll result. Here, mate. What have, what have you done to me? No way and Need's More Majors would be the same thing, wouldn't they? We've lost the poll result.
0: Yeah, and no, I didn't think about it either. That, that is true. Yeah, we lost. Oopsies.
2: Uh, well, Oopsies. <laughs> it's all right. Anyway, okay. I was wrong. Chase, you're right. To be considered a GOAT, you need to be a champion on and off the field court, and I think the punters agree with you. Uh, no way. So, hell you yes, only getting 44% of the vote. So with 56% of the vote, uh, yeah, no, he's not the GOAT yet, which is surprising to me. I really think he's done enough. Anyway, that's your Weekend Choices poll. We'll be back on Monday with another one. Thanks to Choices flooring, the answer was no, he is not the GOAT. Anyway, we're back with the Friday. Tipple, thanks to Headquarters and Leo Malloy after this as we look back on a great week with Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 23 minutes away from nine and it is about 17 and a half minutes away from 9 o'clock. Morning, Louis. Yes, the Argent. Oh, excuse me. Morning, Louis and Trudy. How dare I leave that out? Yes, the Argies will be full of passion and know they can do the job against the ABs, but we have the advantage to just played a game in Oz and we'll knock the buggers off 34-14. Cheers, Dave and Caraka. have a great weekend. Caraka is a lovely part of the world, Dave. Thanks to you for texting in on double eight, double three. Really appreciate that, mate. I hope you have an awesome weekend too.
4: Well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Thanks to Headquarters Viaduct, the undisputed heavyweight HOSPO champions of New Zealand.
2: They absolutely are. And being in Auckland at the moment, they'll be doing it tough, just like we all are. We can't get down to headquarters to support Leo. And, look, he does amazing things with the Brother Bean Foundation. Um, he's a good dude. And I really appreciate his support on the show. And I wish that we could get down to headquarters to have a glass of the lovely... Astroblab, Astrolabe Mulber Pinot 2017 It's tasting notes A full-bodied wine With a round of mouth-filling flavours Of plum uh, Brambly fruit Dark cherry And a hint of savoury herbs The oak integrates nicely With the fruit And the silky Linear tannin structure Trudy? Wow That
8: that just makes me feel Like a glass right now I mean I did a big stint Of non-drinking I did like seven to eight months Yeah Um, But that Delicious. That, that sounds divine. And uh, HQ's quite the spot. Great music. Great playlist.
2: Yeah, good, like Whitney Houston, some good, like... Um, Shall we
8: cheers to his um, to Leo's um, uh, mayoral bid? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Raise a glass to that. Good,
2: <laughs> good luck, there Leo. Go. Food bearing, venison, <laughs> yeah. duck, game roasted beetroot, rare and tender lamb, and earthy wild mushrooms. That sounds, sounds divine. like a bit of me.
8: And can we also just raise a glass to Daisy Dag Because... I don't know, normally I don't kip, take a part in the Friday tipple, yeah, but the boys are, yeah. I think Daisy Dagg needs us to, to cheers to her. Cause Trudy, I
2: think you're well entitled to do that.
8: <laughs> Can we just, thank you, thank you, because she, two young kids, a brand new puppy, and a farm he to run, and <laughs> Izzy with his broken leg. Yeah, Look, so thanks, Daisy.
2: That's right, and thanks, Trudy, for, for pointing that out, it's been, a, it's been a great week here, and we've had Well, I guess this is the Friday tip where we kind of look back and reflect on the week and I want to start us off with Sophie Devine back on Monday, believe it or not, feels only like yesterday. She gave us some insight into what led up to her stellar performance. So the White Ferns have just gone down in the third T20 match, but it was her 100th 2020 international back on Monday and she joined the show afterwards to talk about that.
4: I've probably been struggling for form and, you know, working bloody hard. I think that's the tricky thing is sometimes mm. when you don't feel like you're batting as well or playing as well as you could be, you you go searching, you go looking for answers and you sometimes work almost too hard. Um, so for me, mm. it was just about really trusting the processes that I've had in place and trusting all the work that I've done over my career. And, I, you know, I guess it was probably quite poignant that it was my 100th t win international match that sort of a bit of perspective that, you know... Form can certainly come and go, but but trusting in the skills that I have and getting in the fight for me was was certainly a big one. I, I wanted to take it on to the POMs. I mean, they're right up there with the Aussies in terms of people we hate. So yeah, right. I certainly <laughs> use that as a bit of I guess, motivation <laughs> to stick it to them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cheers to you Sophie, that's such a good point We do love hating the palms. Unfortunately they just got one over the White Ferns now Over in the third T20 The next person we want to toast is William Stedman Who at just 21 years old won another two medals in Japan at the Paralympics And to add to the two, he won in Rio four years ago We were so impressed by more than just his age Have As he revealed to us that he was concealing quite a significant injury During the Paralympics
6: I also had a stress fracture in my back we found out about a couple of weeks before we left so that kind of ah. also put a bit of a spanner into the works um, but yeah, I was really stoked to pull out that last long jump um, that was pretty nerve wracking but I got it out there and in the 400 I was definitely pretty wrecked from the night before but I managed to um, yeah, scrape in for bronze
1: <laughs> You had a f- fracture in your back?
6: What the yeah, stress. Just, just a minor stress fracture in my back
1: Oh, yeah, no
2: worries, Will. Just a minor <laughs> stress fracture in your back. You could hear, like, uh, well, I like guess wowed as he was. This is what he went on to say.
1: Mate, absolute champion, well-spoken, and, look, honestly, we, we love championing our champions, and William Steadman is an absolute champion. <laughs>
2: Well, speaking of Izzy, who's off now safely getting surgery on his uh, on his ankle, and we wish him all the best. There was a level change down the country, not for us Aucklanders. And uh, Izzy, where he is in, in Christchurch, he was part of that level two change. So I, I'm interested to see why, listen to this, because he wasn't necessarily excited about it, which it might seem strange, but tune in and uh, let's find out why.
1: Level two, mate. Level two, back to a bit of normality down here. But, wow, what's normal for me? I just go from my moral studio into inside, put my feet up and just rest up. I can't really move anywhere. So, look, level two is like level four, four, four Izzy at the moment. But, hey, it's all right. Everyone else out there, to be a bit of normality back to their lives, um, you know, out there in the world. I want to know, what, what, what do you want to get up to in level two? What's, what's the first thing you want to do? What do you want to get up to? Where do you want to go visit? Where do you want to go eat? Bit of freedom back to, to to our lives.
2: As he did a good job of concealing, Trudy, how gutted he actually was. He's yeah. he's having surgery. Now. He's spoken about not being able to go to Cup Day, the the races. He, that, I think that's the thing he's most upset about. I so.
8: agree. Yeah. No. Um. And he's under the knife this morning. Literally so. right now.
2: Yeah. All the best. Can as he I che- do
8: one more tipple? Yeah. Go on. on. I'm gonna get, do a cheers to Shannon, your partner. Oh, because she's listening. She, she sent me a text?
2: Ah, cheers, Shannon. S- yeah, <laughs> go, there you go. Love get, get the wine glasses off the rack and ready for <laughs> when, I, good when other, I get home. Good other half. It's time for our tipple, our cheers of the week, though, because we had an absolute star join the show yesterday. And if you haven't listened to it, go to the SCNZ app and have a listen to Sophie Pascoe. Here's a snippet of what she had to say after coming back from Tokyo.
4: I was in lockdown on my own, and it became a, quite a big struggle. understand and comprehend who I was as a a person because I had just made this identity as Sophie Pascoe and Mm. I felt like I was nobody else and so I went into a pretty dark place and I was advised to get somebody else in Uh, so I bought a friend in and uh, we fell in love (laughs) Um,
1: yes I met him I met him
6: he's lovely
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he has been an incredible person that has allowed me to find another identity, to be Sophie. Um, He's held my hand through the darkest of times and he helped me get back into swimming along with the rest of my core support team. Beautiful.
8: Beautiful.
2: The champagne comes out for Sophie Pascoe. It's not often on Baz Nizzi for Breakfast we feature a love story, but was nice. Trudy, it was just so amazing to hear how well she was doing and just reflecting on an incredible six months, let alone two weeks for her, where she's had so much happen in her life.
8: She's an absolute machine, and, and um, I think Smithy's right. It's Dame Sophie.
2: I yeah. uh, couldn't agree more. That's our Friday tipple. That was something from each day of the week that we loved here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, next week, we'll endeavour to speak to more great Kiwis, and we wish Izzy well right now under the knife, and Baz over in the UAE making a crust at the IPL, of course, co- coaching the Kolkata Knight Riders. i tell you who's still here in New Zealand. That's Ian Smith. And Ian Smith doesn't go He is ever sturdy, ready to rip into a Friday and then get stuck in to the weekend. That was the Friday tip with Headquarters Viaduct just being the best and making a great home for the winners in life. It's 10 minutes away from 9. Thank you for your time this morning. It's 5 minutes away from 9 o'clock, and we've had some great stuff. Uh, Sam Whitelock, like I've never heard him before with Izzy as well. Good to catch up with Skip, Bears over at the U. AE, and just a bit of news that's come through. Quade Cooper has got the nod for the Wallabies at first 5-8 this weekend against the Springboks. There you go. Dave Rennie putting faith into Quade Cooper. Interesting to see how that works out for the Wallabies because the Springboks are going to be rearing to go. It's time for sleep on it. Thanks to Temper, they've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Morning, Smithy. How you doing?
5: Oh, Louie, very, very good. Uh, doing a great job, mate, you and Trudy, substituting in for our superstars, our highly paid superstars and you know, your people. And you know, doing it on the smell of an oily rag. It's, it's quality, quality continued, so I, I congratulate the pair of you. Yeah, well done. thanks,
2: thanks. And thanks for letting the whole country know that my uh, salary is the, the smell of an oily rag, which, you know, after the amount of damage I do through my TAB account in the weekend, it's probably not far from the truth. Are you, um, do you get a little pep in your step on a Friday, Smithy, with the weekend of the punt coming up?
5: Well, I can this weekend, yeah. I'm looking forward to a busy weekend, uh, both uh, at home, of course, the racing... Uh, in New Zealand, uh, back, uh, not full steam ahead, but certainly uh, close close to it. Uh, and then, of course, um, Australia. Jesus, some um, wonderful prospects racing tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, that'll be one of my highlights of the weekend. And we'll see what else develops. So you just, uh, at the moment, just play it by ear, Louis. If the phone call, phone call comes or the text comes, you may pop down to the local for a, a tipple, and you may not.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, you'd you, you would have had the place booked out for tomorrow, surely. Yeah, like months in <laughs>
5: advance. No, no, don't be silly. No, no, I'm not. I, I, we usually make a booking on Melbourne Cup Day. We usually get a table, special table, and like nice little platter. Uh, you know, to get through <laughs> Cup Day. So yeah, that's that's our one of our highlights in, uh early. November. Looking forward to that. Hopefully. Really
2: hopefully. Oh, hopefully. So the, there's so much going on this weekend. We've got Test cricket. So the White Ferns have just gone down. NRL finals, AFL finals, the US Open, uh Group One racing. There's plenty the NFL starts. There's plenty going on. But I want you to sleep on this because next week is well, it's a very special week and it's a week delayed. The Tarzino Trophy, it's Group One Racing in New Zealand. And that is the Saturday down your way, the first leg of the Triple Crown in Hawke's Bay. And the market has been dramatically shifted by Avantage and Tavi Mac running very nil in the weekend. On Monday, I would like you to come after sleeping on it and tell us who you think the rightful favourite for the first Group 1 of the New Zealand thoroughbred racing season should, in fact, be. At the moment, Catalyst and Avantage are on the first line of betting at $3. Dragon Leap at $5. Cool Sign Mav at $5.50. I want you to let us know who you think the rightful favourite should be. Can you do that?
5: I'll do that. I'll have a chat to John Barry over the weekend. I promise you, Louis. I'll come up with the real oil. There you go. Beautiful. What's coming up on your show, mate? Uh, look, uh, busy. Uh, We've finally got Razor Scott Robertson on the show uh, straight after nine o'clock. Adam Blair, of course. Uh, it's NRL time in terms of the playoffs. So he's been there, done that. He's got the t-shirts, several of them. So uh, Adam Blair. Uh, then um, last night uh, during the wit- the bewitching hours, the bewitching hours is at the witching hours. The bewitching hours. Um, my able producer John Day uh, made contact with Brad Moore of course assistant all black coach uh, we've got uh, that just after 10 o'clock, Sam Ackerman and Richard Noller on the panel, um, a fellow by the name of Louis Herman Watt just before 11 o'clock with Paul Moati and then of course it's US Open tennis time, it's finals weekend, Dave Worsley after 11 o'clock and another good friend and colleague of yours Michael Guerin shortly after that I probably feel
2: like I'm actually co-hosting with you by the end of the day rather than Izzy Dag and Brendan McCullum, but that, that's all right. We'll be back. Izzy will be back. All going well Monday morning. I'll be here. Trudy will be here. Joe and Kieran in the back room too. Bears over at the UAE. Thank you so much for listening this week to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We've had a great time. We'll be back again. Do it all again next week. Enjoy your busy weekend of sport. Kake